listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, that might be me. Yo, do some research. <laughs> <laughs> what up, y'all? It's Fonte. I got my man Big Pooh up in here with me. It's about six o'clock up in the chop shop, man. We, you know, finally reaching the end of this album, and I just want to thank y'all. Like, I never was a big fan of doing the whole long talk monologue shit at the end of your album, but in light of all the shit that me and my nigga done been through in the past couple, man, like, I feel it's only right to show that love back to the people that's been supporting us. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, people always ask us, like, yo, man, do y'all ever feel bad that y'all, you know, ain't get the shine you deserve, you ain't get this, you ain't get that? Man, I could be mad about a whole lot of shit, but at the end of the day, we still here. You know what I'm saying? We still doing our shit. And it's like, it's like, yo, man, main thing we want y'all to take from this album, if you don't take shit else from this record, man, if you don't get nothing else from the whole, the whole story, little brother, whatever, man, just know that we just two niggas that do not quit, man, do whatever. Ever. All the shit we done been through, dog. These niggas never let up, and it's like, never. that's just life, dog. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get up. You gotta keep doing your thing, you know what I mean? Still here, baby. Keep it moving. Let's go. When everything is young, fresh and You know this is my blood relative, right? Come on, son. I do research. Okay. Don't insult me like that again. Okay. No, I know. I shouldn't, <laughs> even, I shouldn't even ask, man. That was that was so beneath me. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Octagon, paramedic fetus of the East with priests up from the church of the operating room with the strike support scalpel sister holocaust. I do indeed and greed explore meet the patients. But to bruise with the nurse with the voodoo curse. Holding up office lights, standing at huge heights. Back and forth, left wing, swing to north, east and south, with blood pouring down your mouth. <laughs> Yo, was that RBX? <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the Blackout Tales Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Uh, we're in the house for a Thursday night edition of the podcast. Yes, we are, sir. Um, it's, I think this may be uh, the second to last show of the month. And if everybody remembers this is the month of the headband so for all my receding hairline gentlemen such as lebron james <laughs> let me don my headband before we get this party started oh wow all right cool oh, yes we good now um you may recognize the voices that you heard because they've been on the show before they also have their own podcast that they're on you know weekly to semi-weekly depending on when you catch them 
Um, and uh, let me just start with the first person, uh, the internationally known uh, playboy that, uh, you know, light-skinned, smooth Don, uh, bringing it back all the way to 2012. Uh, some people call him Trilly Gene. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some people like to call him Trilly Beeman. Uh, but I, I just call this man Walt. Yo, say what's up to everybody, Trill. What's up? Pleasure to be on your show again, for real. I'm always excited whenever y'all invite me on. This is Chili D. Williams, one-fifth of the Fill in the Lanes Collective. Um, and, you know, they also call me Trill Self because I never missed the opportunity to Ether Roy Williams. They call me... <laughs> Call me Cool T Rap. Your girl choose because she got the Trill Street Blues. And also, they do call me Mr. Five Mike Vlasic because ladies love my kosher Trill Pickle. Holla. <laughs> uh, I hate that you had to go after that, Mike. Um, I know, right? Me too. <laughs> but if you're looking to find Trill, um, other than just saying all those nicknames in the street, you can find him on Twitter. He's at Trill underscore Mazeroski. Um, and he's also, uh, you know, you can, if you listen to this show, you probably should already be listening to it, but he's, uh, on the Filling the Lanes podcast, uh, a sports and, uh, I guess comedy podcast mixed with some social commentary and a whole lot of ratchetness. Um, so, uh, make sure you guys are checking them out too there, man. Um, and they have, their website is up now. Cool. Uh, I think it's oh, fillingthelanes.net. Yeah. Fillingthelanes.net. Yep. Yeah. He just wrote a, a, a really timely piece. Um, about the Trayvon Martin situation and Torrey and accepting racism in America. And obviously that will be a huge part of today's show. So we will be talking about that shit. And I wanted to get him on here, uh, cause he's one of the, uh, foremost racialist in the Twitter game. <laughs> um, now my man, Mike, uh, y'all might yeah. know him as the, uh, Jerobi of where's my 40 acres. <laughs> Um, but he, uh, he is, he's a part of the, uh, collective that is, uh, Twan, Deidre, and Brandon. Uh, you know, if you listen to them, which you should be, then you know you're getting your ratchetness with that hip hop, with that comedy. Yep, yep. And all sorts of random thoughts and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you guys are, uh, blowing up, man. You're doing it big. I, y'all just did an album review that had, uh, Lyric Jones on there. Yes. On the review, yeah. On the review, reviewing her own shit, which, I mean, personally, if I was her, I would have been like, yo, my shit's five mics and, there's nothing I could have done better. Yeah, right. You know, anything y'all said bad, I'd be like, "Nigga, was you there?" But uh, y'all, uh, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. <laughs> but uh, but you do your thing, man. He's also on Twitter. Uh, first of all, say what's up to everybody, Mike. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Um, tell them how to find you on Twitter and uh, how to find the show and all that stuff, man. All right, cool. Um, on Twitter, I am Silent X Media. That is Silent the letter X and Media because I have a Silent X in the beginning of my name. Yes, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> long story, but you can find me on the internet streets as part of the Where's My 40 Acres podcast at Where'sMy40Acres.com. You can email the show at Where'sMy40Acres at gmail.com, and we are on iTunes, we're on Facebook, we're on Podomatic, I think, maybe. No, we're not. Probably not. Whatever. Y'all are. And Y'all are. we are? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll never go to Podomatic site, so I, do, I didn't remember. Um <laughs> And we review hip-hop music, we talk about hip-hop, uh, we talk about random, ratchet, funny shit, and we make fun of Tyrese um, yeah. on a regular basis. Yes, um, and Funk <laughs> Max so If you Flex. support any of those things, you should check us out. 
Yeah, and Funk Master Flex yes. apparently. Double oh yeah, bombs. absolutely flexing and bombs. Shout out to Deidre. Hey, <laughs> y'all are. Um, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Funk yeah. Master Flex. That was like Nas's greatest moment ever for me when they asked him about Flex, and he was like, "Look at his face." <laughs> 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 That's one of the greatest dismissive oh. insults ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, I didn't know. I didn't know Flex was that corny because I'm not from New York and I don't listen to their radio. Me either. So, um, you know, I don't listen to radio in Period. general. Yeah. But Brandon and those guys at Where's My Forty Acres have been playing his rants. Yes, they have Man, been classic. They have really put me on to how fucking corny it is. And now, while I used to feel like uh, Bomani Jones was sort of bitter about, you know, the up north cats, I, I kind of see where he's coming from, man. That shit is real corny, and that shouldn't be allowed on the radio. Somebody got to stop that shit, man. That's making all of New York look bad. We're man. trying to bring awareness yeah. to the situation, man. We're activists. <laughs> man, nobody, nobody wants to t- tell the truth about New York, man. That's like... I don't even know if that city's actually existed for 15 years, dog. And, <laughs> and, and the problem is... Wait, go ahead. No, I was going to say, New York is still living off cool DJ Hurt street craze. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, the, the only place I meet New Yorkers... I was just talking to somebody about this in California. only place I meet actual New Yorkers is outside of New York, man. <laughs> like, that city doesn't even exist. And Funk Flex is one of the main ones who ruined New York radio, and he's one of the main ones who reps it so hard. You know, it's just vicious. Yeah, it was weird, too, man, because, like, his rants are about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, he'll turn, like, he literally turned hacking DJ Clue's email and getting an exclusive whack-ass Nicki Minaj 2 Chain song into a 20-minute rant, dude. I was like, that's, like... That's embarrassing, dude. That's embarrassing Very for right. all of New York, man. It's terrible. Get the fuck off the radio, dude. Dropping all them bombs and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dog, he got serious for a second. It was like, stop the bombs. <laughs> he's not talking all sexy to the mic. Yeah, he's like, stop the bombs. Now, I know everything that goes on in that building. I'm and like, I remember yeah. when, dog. I remember when. Wait, are you talking about when dude got caught with the tranny, right? Yeah, dude. That was one of them. That, that, that was the greatest see. flex rant ever. <laughs> that nigga, he didn't say a damn thing. He didn't say shit, yo. I don't know how he does it. It is amazing, but it is amazingly whack, too. But, um. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so yeah, Mike, man, it's, it's finally you get your time to shine on your own podcast, man. No, no Brandon talking over you. No, uh, no Twan chewing fish sticks in the background. You know, I don't, I don't hear you building a construction, some type of set in the background. Yes, hammering and nailing. None yeah, of that man, it's a rare, it's a rare time in my life because <laughs> one, for status, I got money now. Like I'm all fancy and shit because I'm starting a job. Oh, um, fancy. Yeah, I know, right? And the other thing is, I'm off work before, like, 11 p.m. and shit, so I'm not trying to, like, rush and scramble around to get ready to, to jump on something. So it's nice to have a little bit of free time on on my hands. Well, I'm glad Welcome you can make it, world. man. I'm glad, I'm glad we caught you. Yes. Absolutely. You should have dropped the bomb after that. You should have dropped the bomb right after you said you get off work before 11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you hear the one part that we had a bomb dropping for like 45 seconds in a row straight? Just like, yo, that's, on the last one, on the last one, I'm not joking. He literally had a bomb background, like yes. no music. Like, no, it was just consistent, like re, uh, 
like just rewinding of this one bomb sound effect <laughs> that he had on loop at, underneath him talking. I was like, they got to stop, yo. They got to stop. But. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to turn that into a beat. Niggas out of control over there, man. Um, so if you're listening to this, man, you should already know, but maybe you don't know. So I'll tell you. Uh, this is the Black Galtes podcast. It's a comedy podcast that we do three times a week. We, being me and my lovely wife, uh, we have on guests and stuff that we interact with on Twitter or people that we're fans of or people that sometimes are fans of us or whatever. But, yep, yep. um, and, uh, that's kind of what you're listening to right now, man. The motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. So you will hear a myriad of fucked up jokes within the next couple of hours. Um, you can find the show a bunch of ways, the easiest of which being go to the blackouttips.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic, and Stitcher Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're on the blackouttips.com, you can do stuff like donate. You can subscribe to the actual page. You get updates every time we post something so you'll know who the guests are and when we're going live and all that stuff ahead of time. Uh, you can also go to the store and buy stuff. Uh, you can follow our Twitter, uh, I mean our Tumblr right there. Um, it's, uh, theblackouttips.tumblr.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. And the Twitter uh, for the show is T-B-G-W-T. Um, you can call the show 704-557-0186. Uh, talk to us live on Saturday mornings or you can leave a voicemail throughout the uh, week. We uh, play those on the feedback show on Saturday. Um, and you can email us the blackout tips at gmail.com already getting some really good emails for the next week. And we'll be addressing those in a couple of days. Um, we have a campaign going on right now called donate your account. You go to donate your account.com slash T B G W T. You can sign up very easily, uh, where it says sign in with either Twitter or Facebook. And basically, we get to hijack your account one tweet at a time, either one tweet per day, ah. one tweet per week, or one tweet per, uh, month. per month, where we can use it to promote the show. We don't promote anything uh, crazy or ratchet mm-hmm. with it. We just like to tell people, like, hey, come check out the show, uh, come donate your account, uh, and uh, or, you know, whatever, just to, get the, just to spread the word, man. It really helps. Because, uh, you know, your followers see it and all that stuff, man. And uh, it also makes us look good with guests because then the guests got their name coming through their phone like 87 times in yes, a row. Yes, they do. And like, God damn, man, I'm, I'm blowing up. So I'm trying to help. <laughs> um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it make you wonder sometimes. It's like a... But, um, yeah, also, um, we're on, on iTunes. You can leave us a five star review and we promise we'll read it on the show. We will. Regardless of the content, as long as it's five stars, it does get read. Yes, it does. We've never missed one of those. Uh, nope. the only way we would miss one is if you don't tell us what country you're from because iTunes is, uh, very xenophobic and you have to change the country code to read where the review is from. Yes, so, instead of having all in one spot. Yeah, you outside of the U.S., let us know. Even in Canada, you gotta we'll, let us we'll know. We'll still read it um and uh also uh join our facebook group make sure you like us uh, we appreciate that it's growing it's blowing up and on our facebook page now there's a new 
feature where you can click on the tab and watch us live when we do go live on vocal through facebook yeah straight through facebook so you don't even have to go to our website anymore you don't have to go to vocal anymore Mm -hmm. you can be in your office on your facebook page um you know not supposed to be doing that and watch us be ratchet you know put your headphones in listen to us um i listen to y'all at work all the time all the time guys and he has and he got a job now he had he didn't get fired he got a job we we getting black people back on their feet, man, one at a time. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, you must have listened to my uh, resume tips that day. No, that's what it was. <laughs> those were terrible tips, sir. Hey, worked. Those tips. I got a job the next week. I swear to God, I'm not even bullshit. Exactly. You tell <laughs> if they tell you if they say what is your job history that applies to this, and you don't have any, you tell them you work for the CIA. You take a black marker and you say that shit was redacted. say trust me i know you don't want to know what i had to do to get this degree okay um (laughs) now this is my favorite type of show why because it's double sponsored yes it is you know what's better than two things nothing (laughs) uh today's podcast is is sponsored by uh the three audio box sets of shadow dog productions um if you order one this week you receive a free copy of either their short film, Desdemona, or their short film, Baggage. If you order two box sets, two, I say, ah, 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 we'll throw in a free copy of either feature film, Gorilla, or the other feature film, Trim Reaper. Yeah, neither one of these are pornography. I know what you guys are thinking. Order all. Ah, it's not like it, though, but it's not. Got, got me too at first. If you order all three box sets, one... Two, three box sets. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> They'll throw in any two movies uh, that you want from their library, including the movie which Karen and I are in, Dirt Cheap Therapy. Yep, yep. That's right, man. We in a movie. Face. Yes, sir. Step oh. in. <laughs> I, I know every line of script that's in that movie. Um... And each box set contains a bunch of audio plays on two CDs, including a special collector's booklet. This, uh, details of all the movies can be found on the box set page, shadowdollproductions.com slash boxsets.html. Now, that's one sponsor down, Karen. Mm-hmm. What about the other sponsor? What Shall I talk them? about them? Oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> Fellas, I see y'all, yeah. on, y'all, y'all on the line with me today. You yeah. guys into... Uh, Orgasms? Uh, yes, in fact. Okay. I, I feel I shouldn't comment on this. Are you into females having <laughs> orgasms? Definitely. Do you I see- could take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever happens. <laughs> Are you into whatever happens within the 10 minutes it takes to get off of her? Yes. All right. Intensely. Try to try to, <laughs> try to reach everybody, Karen. Oh. Trying to bring them all together. Uh so, look, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom, because maybe 10 minutes isn't enough for her. Uh, if you've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Uh-oh. And I don't mean rated R. Mm-mm. I mean adult. We, we talking about a little further than rated R. Yeah. Talking about them three You talking X's. about NC-17, Rod? I'm talking about, higher no. Higher than that. Higher than that. I'm oh, talking, shit. I'm talking deeper than Skinamax. <laughs> I'm talking about those those triple X's, and I don't mean uh, Ice Cube starring in a horrible movie or Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm talking about them real triple X's, dog. 
Um, well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. You go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time, limited time only, guys, I think to the end of the month, That's mm-hmm. at least that's when we get paid, um, you get 50% off of just about any item. Any item, oh. I say. Oh, snap. There's some Easter-type shit here. I see rabbits and eggs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. You might be able to make a rise on the third try. If you have a... <laughs> the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Yes, you'll be going like a rabbit. Exactly. So, um, you know, maybe when uh when you hop off of her in 10 minutes, she says, baby, you got to go so soon, you can just throw that rabbit on her and uh, walk out the room, man. <laughs> I mean, it's some, it's some cold shit, but at least she got something better than nothing, right? Um, but that's not all. Because you would think that's all. 50% off. That's mm. a lot, yo. Especially that is if, a whole lot. Especially if you've ever been on adamandeve.com. You're shopping around and you're like, damn, yo. I, I want that. But. I want to put this on somebody, but it costs so much. And I care so little. But for 50%, <laughs> for 50% off, man, you, you could give a fuck. You know, get yeah. two of them. Um, so yeah, you, also you get three free adult DVDs. Three, y'all. Yep. So you can take, uh, one for your jump off, one for wifey, one for yourself. Uh, that gives you a little inspiration, something to watch, uh, while you watch, you know what I'm saying? Uh, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual that I can't even tell you what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to tell mm-hmm. you guys. But it's too sensual. Yes, it is. If I just say it, I'll That's come, and we'll have to end the show. I'll need a nap and I'll ah, a sandwich. Ah. Oh, man. Is yeah. this Johnny Gill? I can't tell you. Oh. It's, it's too sensitive. It's, it's the ah. Ralph Tresvant of toys. <laughs> the Johnny Gill fleshlight? It's the Johnny Gill fleshlight. Eddie Murphy knows. Uh, so feel good tonight. And uh, no, we're not teasing. We're not joking around. We're serious. Go to adamandeve.com for the special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you type in the code. This is the most important part. T-B-G-W-T. And you forgot the most important part. Free shipping, son. Oh, I wasn't even going to tell him about that, Karen. I was going to surprise him at the mm-hmm. checkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get free shipping. Karen's ruined it now. Yes, I did. Uh, so make sure y'all do that. This. Um, this is not solutions. This is no subterfuge. I know I've told people. There's some, some lady friends of mine, and I'm like, yo, lady friends, um, you might be into this. And they were like, my nigga. I appreciate that information. Exactly. And they have made purchases as a result of this incredibly ridiculous offer from AdamandEve.com. So, yeah, I don't know yeah, how to stand in business. And you probably can use it multiple times. We don't know. Try it and see. Yeah, I don't know how to stand in business, but I appreciate y'all going and uh, buying shit, man. They're yes, giving away free do. shit. Um, so, yeah, make sure you guys do that. AdamandEve.com. Check out TBGWT is the code. Free DVDs, free shipping, half off of whatever you buy at first, whether it's a DVD. Uh, some of you guys, I know you've been wanting to buy Blu-ray porn. You got these nice TVs. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you think you want to see porn stars in extra close detail. Don't ask me why. But um, ah! you can uh, you can get half off of that Blu-ray now. You won't feel like such a scumbag. Um, and you get free extra gift and free shipping. AdamandEve.com. All right, man. Let's get into some podcasting. Let's do this, son. Do it. I feel like... Uh, we need to start with this to get it out the way. Okay. Because this this week for me, uh, it's gonna it's full of highs and lows, and I would like to start with the high first. Okay. Our show made the what's hot list on Stitcher Radio. Woohoo! Hey. Yeah, nigga, that's big. Clap for him. 
somebody sent me that shit through uh like twitter like yo man y'all know y'all y'all made the front page of stitcher i was like all right then nigga <laughs> like sure buddy i've yes. seen the front page of stitcher it's all like adam carolla and yes like these famous people super, like, was like yeah right yeah me and our glass from this american life that's yeah, what you're gonna see we on right. the same page okay but I, I went and checked it out on my phone and, and he wasn't fucking around dude we made the what's hot so uh apparently a lot of people are getting us through stitcher thank um, you and uh i appreciate that man and thank uh i asked stitcher on twitter like how the fuck did this happen Cause I want to make it happen again, you know. Yes. That's that's my goal. Whenever I see some good shit happen for the show, I'm like, and I need to analyze this and make it happen again. Yes. But Stitcher never replied back to me. I guess Uh-oh. I'm not hot enough. No, we're not hot enough. So that's the next goal. I got to get them to reply back to yes, me. Yes, we got to be hot <laughs> enough to get them to reply back. Yeah, I'll take my shit and leave Stitcher. Then they'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, all right, man. So that's the high, and now the rest is all. Well. I got a tweet from one of our fans that said, your last show was an 8.5 on the white people offense scale. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, he said, I don't know if that's good or bad. He was a white dude. He said, I don't know if that's good (laughs) or bad, if you want to be higher or what, you know, what you're trying to be lower, but it's 8.5. And I said, were you offended? And he never responded. So I'm assuming yes. I don't know. (laughs) Mayor Shadyville hit me back. Um, So white people continue to fuck up this week. And we got to talk about it, man, because, you know, it's bothering people. Um, The first thing, first thing that happened, man, um, we'll start on a small scale. One of my friends, well, I thought he was my friend. He admitted that he hated me. Uh Uh-oh. And has not not liked me for years. What? Yes, dog. Today. What? I was like, I knew he was salty with me a couple weeks back. You know what I mean? Um. Damn, that single simulcast beef is deep. It's deep, man. I was like, Rashani, you're not even supposed to be white. (laughs) But but nah, nah, um, but um, uh, somebody's going to hit him up like, yo, man, they talking about you, watch. (laughs) No, 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 it's just just, Just jokes. It's it's all good fun. Yeah, all right. You ain't got to deal with it, so you, you cool. (laughs) <laughs> like we just fucking with you baby then i i get then i'm gonna get cussed out man i'm trying to keep the podcast beef straight on the streets so but yeah now nah, me and rashani are cool but this motherfucker yo this dude hit me up and um like it, it started a long time ago man and like the first time i i knew he was he was gonna be a problem man we was i i, I had just got my white friends you know mm-hmm um, and I think every black person should have a set of white friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you haven't got some, do yourself the favor. Get you some white friends. Yes. So, I probably got too many, man. So it's better to have too many and too little. That way you can do what I do and afford to lose some from time to time, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I called it Operation Black Thunder, you know, the right. <laughs> trying to get the uh, president elected. This is before Obama even gave that speech uh, at the uh, <laughs> DNC. But uh, I said, if I tame these white people, I might be able to get some of them to vote for Obama and stuff, you know. And I, I mean, I was I was fairly successful. I think I got two to three percent of them to vote uh, for Obama, which is pretty high. Uh, you guys, yeah. will, you guys will know once you meet white people. Um, so anyway, man, I was I was I was uh, hanging out with them, man. And one day he starts making this joke and he said the N word in a joke. And I was sitting right there at the table and it was one of those like. Uh, the fuck? Like I'm, I'm right here, dog. You know what I mean? I'm not, 
I'm not under the illusion that uh, people are always perfect or that they're not racist or don't make racist jokes. And uh, I don't think that makes you a terrible person. Mm-mm. But, um, you know, don't do it around me. That's all I ask. I'm not I don't think that's a high standard at all. It's like be racist on your own time, you know. So uh, he said it. And then um, everyone at the table, like, kind of went crazy on him, you know. And this is all white people defending me because uh, I did a good job. And I tamed these white people, man. I. Spent a lot of <laughs> spent a lot of time you, practicing. You with a them. safe Negro. Yes, I'm very safe. Um, so I talked to him and stuff, and um, you know they they were like basically uh, confronting him and stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, just don't don't say it. He's like, but if I say it with like the A instead of the ER, I was like, no, no, it don't make a difference. This isn't making it better. No. This is making it worse. Yes. So um, <laughs> we we know we had a decent night. And uh, fellas, has that ever happened to y'all when you're hanging out with your white friends? Now, how did you handle it, Mike? Well, I I try to be safe. Like I have, I guess you could say unsafe tendencies. Like I I know how to to beat people up. Right. Um, but I never really had to use that, and I don't ever intend on doing it. Um, I like kicking people who like to be kicked. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like consensual kicking. Yeah. But like, <laughs> um. But anyway, the point is, uh. Yeah, it's happening. People said some shit, and I'm just like, God damn it. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to fucking yeah. like, be that guy who causes a scene somewhere. Right. But this, that shit's not okay, and you need to check yourself. Luckily, like you, I have also had, like, cool white people around who have been like, son, you got to cut that shit out. And then right. I don't have to say it. But I give them the, yeah, you really need to cut that shit out, motherfucker, eyes. And the point gets conveyed. Yeah. So it hasn't ever gone too far. Well, shout out to those. By the way, shout out to those white people. Yeah. Because I know they listen to the show. Yes, like the other do. white people that the, the other white people that do you want to call us niggas and shit? They probably right. don't. They probably don't yeah. fuck with the show. Probably don't associate. Don't have nobody yeah. black around them unless they sweeping, mopping, cooking, the cleaning for them. <laughs> right. Um. Now, what about you, Trill? I know you've been out there on the mean streets <laughs> of the Midwest, man. So uh, you, you you've know, had to deal with a, a untamed type of uh, unbridled white man. <laughs> Most people are like get so nervous around me about it that they get scared to use it even when it might make sense to use it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like one of my friends the other day was trying to tell me about a racist joke he saw live from um what is it, Zach Galifianopoulos or whatever. He yeah. said he did a stand up routine and he was he was he did a racist joke and I was like, Well what did he say? And he was like, Well and d- ah, it involved a certain word. I was like, nigga, just say it. <laughs> no, but but um, but I had a couple incidents that stood out, man, and and I'm gonna agree with you for real that it's just frustrating. It doesn't even make me angry anymore. It just makes me annoyed. Like, why do? It's like when you have an argument with your girl. Like, why do I have to deal with this shit right now, man? Right. Come on. And um, one was I was in a poker game, and this was like a a highly educated crowd, man. It was when I was in. The Iowa Writers Workshop, which is the best creative writing program in the nation. So pe- people in people in that um, room were all in that workshop, and several of them had gone to Ivy League. Super liberal people, and it, yeah. some girl sitting there, and she's like, "Um, do you call it when all the cards come out black?" Because it was like a bunch of spades and two clubs or something. Mm-hmm. And some dude said, "A nigger." Whoa. Yeah. I really? mean, 
Wow. And I was just blown away, dog. I mean, like I was blown. And I'm 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 a grown old man. I'm not forty. I'm not fifty. But I mean, once you hit a certain age, yes. just like how dogs age, black men age like with ten extra years and shit. So, you know, I'm like 90 years old in my soul, and I have to deal the cards next. And what bothered me about it was everyone looked at me. Like, a couple people gasped, a couple people right. laughed nervously, yeah. but they all looked at me. And I'm like, look, man, if racism is fucked up, then we all agree it's fucked up. Like, if somebody stabbed someone in the chest, you ain't all going to look at one person in the room like, oh, damn, he stabbed him, murder's bad, you going to do something? Right, like, right. Like, why is it on me? Like and you, so, like you have on a cop uniform of racism. Yeah, like, like I'm the official decency police. Yeah, officer. So, <laughs> you want to get so, this, buddy? You want to get this one? <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting there, and uh, and I had to deal the cards right after that, and I was dead quiet, you know. And I grabbed the cards and I dealt those motherfuckers, and then I, when I dealt the last card to dude who was right to my left. I was just like, I stood up and I was like, listen, man, I'm really too old to get emotional about words anymore. But I need to let you notice, if I ever hear you even come close to saying something that offensive and racist again, me and you are going to have a serious problem that you're never going to want to have. And the dude was like, I, I ever, ah, and, and then people were getting all nervous and then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you disappear. There's this thought that goes on in your head. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's the thing, man. Um, like I handled it by emailing the entire group the next day because they email. Yeah. We email all the time. We email today, you know. And um, I basically just told them like, "Yo, that shit's not cool. I'm not using this to single my man out. I'm using this as a learning moment for, for everybody. everybody. Everybody, that's right. Um, I I don't know how. I don't care how you guys feel about you know your shit and whatever. Um, but I think it's disrespectful. And uh, I'm not, you know, some angry black man. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not threatening you. Uh, I just won't hang out with y'all anymore. And uh, that might not bother any of y'all. I don't know. But uh, nobody ever did it again. So I assume that most of them value my friendship. But, you know, I did put an asterisk by his name. Like, yo, that dude might be a problem later. Um, So a couple years go by, man. And, um, you know, we have a kind of on again off again friendship but i felt like we were always pretty cool we would have sometimes serious talks about politics and shit and i only reserved that to, for good friends you know most people i don't care what they think nope I so completely agree with that. Nope. and if we disagree especially on certain topics i'm just like oh okay well you don't exist to me anymore because like we can't be but so close you can be an acquaintance but you'll never be my friend because certain nope. shit i just can't have in my circle so, um, you know, we had discussions and stuff, and I thought we were pretty cool. And uh, he uh, went on um, my Facebook page one day. My aunt was ranting about Obama and stuff, and he argued with my aunt. And I pulled him to the side. I was like, yo, that's my aunt. Can you kind of chill? I know that you don't agree, and I know it might not make the most sense what she's saying to you, blah, blah, blah. But you're my friend, and it's probably easier for me to get you to step away than it is for me to fucking confront my aunt, who's probably changed my shitty diaper before and um, right. he was basically like, why don't you tell her? I was like, nah, it doesn't really work that way. I know so. And, you know, plus it's just Facebook. Does it matter? It's I mean, not that important. Do you need to argue with her this much? You know what I mean? Like, is, <laughs> are you going to change her mind? Is she going to not vote for Obama after this? Like, you know, just chill, right? And, um, you know, he and he got kind of attitude about it and shit, man. And I'm, I'm like, wow. You know, it leaked over into our email chain that we all have. And, of course, I'm the only black person on this email chain. Um, 
So it leaked over into that, and, you know, I kind of just wrote dude off, like, you know, fuck it, man. This shit ain't really worth it. So um, I never thought about it again, because once I write somebody off, I'm pretty much done with them, you know? Yep. So uh, randomly one day, we were emailing. This probably, like, um, I don't know, eight months went by. And I responded to something he said and was just like, oh, yeah, I saw that. That was funny or something. He was like, he hit me with a private email, like, hey, you take your name out of my mouth. Or something like, oh, take my mouth out of your name or some some shit like that. I was like, what the what kind of anger? Where's this shit coming from? You know, like you the one who did racist shit and talk shit to my aunt to me, nigga. Not, yeah, I, I think you forgot who insulted who. Yes, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> which and honestly, man, if you know me, you know that's the worst thing you can do is let me know something bothered you, especially if you know you already had pissed me off anyway. Um, right. So he, he basically let me know privately. So I sent that shit to everybody. Like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with your boy? <laughs> this nigga tried, he tried to hit me on the side, you know, shit with the like, yeah, man, whatever. So uh, I, everybody just kind of laughed at it because that's the kind of friends I have. We laugh at each other. It's, it's yes. nothing that serious. No. Right? Um, so um, and, and then they became a running joke. You know, anytime somebody says something, I'd be like, take your name out of my mouth. Or occasionally, if, ah, I, ah. if I have to address him on email, I'll say something like, yo, name redacted. That game hot as hell, man. I've been playing it too, you know? You know, because I roll with the jokes, man. I'm not, I'm not about like fucking, I'm not getting my blood pressure up you. over some dumb shit. We grown Again. ass adults, yo. Um, so, so dude basically was like, uh, um, not talking to me. He's giving me the silent treatment, right? And, uh, so I hit him with a, a, a text message, uh, a while back, like, yo, man, this shit is dumb. Like, the fuck, you, why are you still mad? And, cause I'm, if I had, if I can let that other shit go, do you need to let whatever the fuck is bothering you go? Because honestly, dog, so... like it should—it's just making it awkward for the group of friends. Yes, it's not, it is. Like it's right. not so much that I care about you so much as it—it's just stupid for me for you to not come out if we have a group event or you know shit like that because everybody's like, yo, they don't like each other and shit, you know. Um, so he didn't respond, right? Which. Like I said, I, I'm the kind of person where if you don't respond, it just makes it worse for you. I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, you know, whatever, you know, state your grievance and we can work it out. Right. So um, he uh, respond. He doesn't respond. So the other day we were talking about something, and I, uh, you know, on the email chain or whatever. And um, I was like, yo, let me I forgot he never responded. Let me hit him back. So I gave him I sent him a text message that was like, uh, actually, I might be able to look this text message up. But um. It's one of my favorite techniques that I like to use when people uh, are mad at me because they feel like I've wronged them. Uh, I tell them I forgave them, and that works every time. <laughs> it, 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 it works every time. I don't know why it works so well, man, but 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 it, but it always—I don't know, man. It always works, man. Um, so uh, I, I, t- I told them, um, look, I've already forgiven you. But you have to forgive yourself before we can truly be friends again. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. 
<laughs> and uh so he called me and left an angry voicemail and uh like i tried to come to you on the side like a man i'm like well that's not really being a man is it but okay <laughs> you tried to come i tried to take everyone out who would be who would call me a little bitch for emailing you about taking my name out your mouth and let's not be friends uh i tried to take them out of this conversation and come to you like a man um and this dude has done weird shit like he accused me of cheating in fantasy football one time like just me I'm by the way Trying to say I orchestrated a trade that would benefit the other person and not me, which is, uh, and it was, and it didn't even make sense. Like logically, point wise, it just didn't add up to make sense for him. Like the production was on in my favor, uh, but he just he was just that paranoid of me. Like, and I, I run into this often in my life. Like insecure people don't like me. No, they don't. They never have, dog. And it's it, like I, it's I don't know if it's because I'm always joking or what. Because I, yeah, I don't even have don't to roast to him. Take you, yeah. Like you know, I had a manager straight up tell me before once, like I know you're talking about me, and I'm like, nigga, I never talk about you. Like I would never be concerned with you, dog. Like why are you? Right, you're like. You don't matter enough to get talked about. Yeah, like, I just like to come to work and go home. I, I don't even dislike you. Like, is you know how far you have to go for me to talk about you in my life? Like, Very, come on, that's stupid. Yes, but um, he never liked me, man, and and obviously this happened. So, um, you know, after all this shit came to a head, man, he finally emailed the group and was like, "I just sent Rod a voicemail to let him know, blah, 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 right?" And so I was just like, "Okay, um, that you know that's pretty stupid, but whatever." Um, and so apparently he has beef with some other person in the thread and all this shit. And this wow. is coming out and they got problems over some alleged like money stuff. And I'm like, oh man, this thing got shit to do with me. Mm-mm. I'm like, so if you can tell him what he did wrong, what the fuck did I do? You know, I didn't steal from you. What the fuck did I do? And he said, no, you're not the kind of person. Cause you like, no, you didn't steal from me, but you're not the kind of person I want to be friends with. Wow. It only took him. What? I only took him seven weeks, seven years to get to this, y'all. Why? Yeah, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Wow. You disparage a handful of people constantly, me included. That's right. The guy who used to be, who said that racist shit. Sometimes I joke on him. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no matter how many times, no matter how many times I've tried to be friends with you over the years, because he's tried many times, people. And I've always rejected his friendship, um, which I like. I, have y'all ever had this happen where, like, you literally weren't thinking about somebody and they were. Uh, they, with some shit you were doing. Yes. Yeah, like they were at, like he's adding shit to what I did. Where I'm like, I don't ha- I had no emotions about this. Yes. And, and, and I, I joke with all my friends. Yes. And I and I think sometimes people take that as you don't take things seriously or you know for the fact that because you might come off in a joking manner that deep down inside you're angry and you do the jokes to kind of cover up your anger because a lot of people do that well you know what one thing i do a lot um and this is what i do with uh problematic white people especially but this could happen to anybody uh it happens with uh, extra religious people uh it happens with uh people i find stupid i joke to keep from being in conversations with them that I would end up calling them stupid in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rather than than fall out with you. Yeah. Rather than argue, I'll change the subject and make a joke and move the fuck on, you know? Um, I do that work a lot. 
yeah so he was talking about when i was laid off man he was gonna he was going to recommend me to his job which is complete bullshit he was never gonna recommend. he never that never came up ever um like i guess secretly he was gonna recommend me without telling me you know on some uh on some goodwill hunting shit or something i don't know one of those white people love movies <laughs> Uh, so he was, he was going, he was going to teach me about the blind side and, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he's going to help me do, redo my resume. Um, and he said, it just doesn't seem to work out. Keep in mind, this is on an email list full of my friends and people that everybody else has been able to be my friend, but he hasn't says the way you treat people, you may or may not. It's hard to tell. Consider quote unquote friends is crazy to me. That's not the kind of person I want to be involved with. I don't mind some jokes once in a while, but you're too over the top for me. Wow. That's right. Word. Keep in, yeah. Keep in mind now, this is on a list full of people that don't have any problems with me. So, wow. Uh, even in this instance, you can't just chill the fuck out and leave me alone. You think wow. it's, you think it's something to be, to make a joke out of. There is something seriously wrong with that. <laughs> and, and it's sad because as I'm reading this, I'm going, I can't wait to read this on the podcast later. This is some bitch ass oh, shit. Oh, did you hear Drake in the background? Yeah, <laughs> right. I heard 808 heartbreaks in the background, yes. man. Um, but like, I, I don't get how he became the victim over time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people, people will do that because people have a delusion in their mind that if they think that you have an issue with them, even if you don't have an issue with them, but if they made up in their mind that y'all got issues, y'all got issues, and even if you're not talking about them under the assumption that you are talking about them, even if you don't give a fuck, which in the long run makes them the victim. Yeah, which I'm, makes like, no sense, but it, it makes sense to this me. This is a dude in public who has told me I've had sex with more black women than you, which... Honestly, I didn't know that that was a thing that to be either. like proud Wait, or what? ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. He told me that in ah. public is bragging. Uh, one time he told uh, the crowd like, "Oh, I'm more, I'm more street than Rod," which, once again, not something to necessarily be proud of. He even said that use his time going to jail is like being more black than me. Hey, hold up, hold up. this is a, this white dude. Wait, all right, so you were in the wrong, actually. Yeah, you I've been able to use the word nigga. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, well, you I mean, had sex with black women and in the jail? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and he said this, and he said this, and he said this at wing night. So, you know, we were eating chicken. Oh, wow. I mean, he was winning, dude. I tried, I said, well, shit, no wonder. I, I apologize, sir. Um, but yeah, it's just weird to me. Like he did all this shit that I let slide to a extent. Like, you know, I right. would, I just like I think his thing was that I never like let his shit just go. Yeah, and you I'll call, call him, him out, that, and that's the point. A lot of people don't like to be called out and confronted when they do things. And because not only do you call people out, you joke about it, which pisses a lot of people off because they yep. don't know how to handle people that takes and they and you take things seriously, but in their minds, it's all jokes to you. Well, you know who I blame for this shit, man? Obama. The other black dudes. <laughs> the other black dudes, man, because there's yeah. a couple other black dudes yes. that roll with them. That let stuff go. And they must be the coolest niggas on earth, mm -hmm. man. How did you do it? Teach me. 
teach me how to let that shit go. Cause if you do some questionable shit, it's not like I get angry and like, what the fuck you say? It's never that. It's just kind of like, so you really just going to say that, huh? Okay. All right. I see. And that's it. Like, it's just one of those like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'm here. So let's not do that again. And bam, and it's done. I move on to the next topic. Um, if 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 you're really close to me, I'll roast you, which is a term of endearment, man. I, I roast the ones I love. I don't know who these people are. That's how I grew up. My house, we joke. Yes, they did a lot. You just ran my way too, right? So you know, it's like if I think you're cool, then I joke. Then I make it into a joke, which means hey, I, I'm not taking it serious. Um, we can move, we can move past it, you know? Yeah. If I don't joke with you about it, more than likely I am holding the grudge and, you know, we, we can't be around each other. So, I don't know, man. I just thought that, that we was cool, man. And it was just weird to have this dude come out of that sense of entitlement like that and hit me with the, you're the, you're the one that's, that's making everything an issue. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? Yep. When people don't want to set responsibilities for their actions. And I know for me, yes, Roger family jokes a lot and... I guess for me, I understand how he feels. Because I remember when me and Roger first started dating, I used to really think he took nothing seriously. I used to really look at him like, nigga, everything can't be a fucking joke. Like, I used to get angry with him. I was like, why are you so laughing at everything I tell you? But I had to get used and adjusted to his personality. I'll tell you another thing. This is a dude who, like, he's very career and school oriented and stuff, right? Um, like if this dude achieved a milestone in his career, he like tell the email thread and nobody gave a fuck. Right. Nope. Cause, cause right. it's not their career. It's not like we're making more money cause you making more money. It's just kind of like, all right, noted, you know, congrats, whatever. But I would actually call him on the phone and be like, yo man, that's big dude. Congratulations. Uh, you know, on graduating from uh, the master's program, dude, that's, that's huge. Uh, you know, what you, what you plan on doing with that? Blah, blah, blah. Little shit like right. that, that, you know, I'm thinking that's what friends do. Yes. Now, he, he let this shit happen for years and didn't like me. The fuck is wrong with him? I do, yeah, he, <laughs> y'all should have severed ways a long time ago then. Like, how you going to be cool with a nigga you don't like for five extra years on that, on top of that shit, man? Like, I don't know, man. I lost some respect for homies, but, you know, that was just a long list of white people fucking up. Of course, the other thing white people fucked up this year, this week, we started with the small things that, you know, only oh, affect no. me. Okay. But, uh, like I said, Trill wrote an amazing piece on Teray and racism and Trayvon Martin and white privilege and culture and all this stuff. And I thought it was, I thought it was great. It was a fascinating read. Um, and you know, come like more shit is happening with this Trayvon shit and it's not looking good for the white people. Why are we still doing this? We like, and the thing is, all right, so, Man, we're never gonna get anything done. But I gotta, I gotta tell y'all something else, yo. I, I had a dream the other night. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all saw this shit on Twitter. I did. But uh, I took a nap and I had a dream and it was fucking weird shit, y'all. And uh, I normally don't even have dreams and I and I definitely never really remember them. Uh, so as soon as I had this dream, I just felt compelled to get my ass out the bed and go chronicle this shit on my Twitter before I forgot it. Um, I didn't even use like. You know, a blog post or something because I was I was worried that if I use a blog post trying to compose the thoughts and put them in paragraph form and move thoughts over to connect with other ones, by the time I got done, I would lose most of the dream. 
And I just right. end up, you know, so maybe it turned out rambling, maybe not. I chirp story the whole thing for people that want to look at it. Uh, it is on the blackout tips, but, um, like in this dream, yo, I, I was interviewing this dude, man, this, this young black dude that had like this weird, like he had a fro. He's wearing like this, like seventies type of, you know, big collared shirt. And, uh, it was like the casual though, business casual. Like it was unbuttoned down, you know, probably like to the middle of the chest, you know, that old 70s swag that, <laughs> right. Like I could hear Shaft playing in the background and shit. And he had he on shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like that, that black power look, you know. Yes. And he had on shades. And for some reason, my dream, the dream was kind of that grainy black and white, grayish type of hue in the entire dream, which just yeah. fucking, my dreams never make fucking sense like that. It was making too much fucking sense. Ah. So I, you know, immediately I'm like, okay, it's like, I don't know, 70s, 80s, something like that, 60s. And I'm talking to this young dude, man, and I was asking him questions in an interview and I couldn't really, hear the words in his answers but i just got a feeling from each one and you know certain feelings you know were just being communicated between us two where i'm trying to understand this dude and he's explaining himself to me and it wasn't like i could i could give you like a clear like and then i asked him this and then he said that it wasn't that kind of feeling it was just like i was asking him shit and he was answering shit and um right you know dude couldn't have been no older than maybe 30 at the most like he was like he was a real fucking young dude man um, and so finally I remember there was a feeling I had inside, like, yo, I got this, I got him. Like, I'm a, I'm going, I got the perfect question that is going to get him and put him in a, in a mental, like, uh, uh, paradox where he's not, I'm, he's not going to be able to answer this and satisfy the logic of the other answers he's being given. So I leaned forward and I asked him this question and then he, he answered me. And whatever the fucking answer was, because I couldn't make it out, I just, the feeling I got was one of, like, uh, I could only call it Black Nirvana. Like, I, I like, it, it felt like, it is, I'm not making this shit up, yo. It felt like I understood blackness for about 30 seconds to two minutes. Like, this fucking timeline from that second oh, wow. of time. Oh, oh went uh went off in my head like a river and it just became like this sea of black voices and black people on television and black people that were writers and just like all this overwhelming blackness man and then like i woke up and so then i started chronicling this dream and shit and as i'm writing about it i'm thinking about it and i i, I and then I, I was thinking about that the, the image of this man in my head and I, it hit me like yo i think that's i think i talked to a young jesse jackson and, oh, shit. Oh, shit. and I was like, I was like, but I'm not sure. So I Google image like young Jesse Jackson and I saw some pictures of him like talking in the seventies. He had that shit on. And I was like, fuck, I think I got incepted by Jesse fucking Jackson, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like he got a dream time machine or some shit, man. Right. And, um, you know, and I don't know how you guys feel about Jesse Jackson, honestly, man. But, uh, like I, I know I got to a point probably maybe five years ago where I, I got more respect for him. But before that, I, I did feel like he was like a race peddler. He was a, um, a dude who was opportunistic, uh, who was uh profiteering off of the, the, the swirl, like the hype around, uh, racial incidents and things like that. And, um, and, and more importantly, I think I got turned off to him because he was so thoroughly slandered by the right wing and conservatives and even some of our own people, man, to be quite honest. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
So, you know, he got marginalized. And, and, and I, I don't think it was Jesse Jackson so much. It was the idea of Jesse Jackson. It was the idea of Al Sharpton. It was the idea of, well, anytime you step into a fray, then these other people step into this fray. And then whatever the fucking point was gets lost in the fucking point because it's, do you like Jesse? No. Well, then why the fuck is he here? You know? Right. Um, and, and, it's, and, and, and so, I, you know, I was thinking about that, man, and I started feeling... Like the answer that he must have given me in my dream was that he was he because he, he seemed kind of like solemn and, and almost hurt at the answer they gave or the question that I asked. And I felt like I asked him, like, you know, why, why did you think you were so important that you needed to be this voice for all these people when obviously, you know, you're fucked up, you're flawed. You know, we don't want you. We don't need you anymore. We just want to do what the fuck. We want to be our own voices. And I felt like he said, like, I had to have a voice first for you to have a voice and for everybody to have a voice. Like someone had to be the martyr. Like he had to be the Jay-Z to Mal- to uh, Martin Luther King's big and Malcolm X's Tupac. Uh, like he had to be the one who lived so that we can laugh at him being 40 and, you know, trying to be cool and ride the next wave of whatever the fuck uh consumerism is is you know moving right now so we could laugh right. at him we could laugh at him talking about Coldplay is hot when Coldplay was hot five years ago and we've all moved on to arcade fire right we can do that to jesse because he's still alive he's the one who lived but big and Pac, they live you know they they, they live on in that memory where they're perfect kind of and right that's kind of like jesse man like of of when it comes to civil rights he is the Jay-Z, he lived, and and we've decided, like, yo, you, you're not perfect. Even though we know that Malcolm X and uh, MLK weren't perfect. Absolutely but, not. But, right, but we don't talk about their imperfections like that because, you know, that's yeah. that's blasphemy in the black community especially. Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, yeah. We, we've even got to the point where Republicans have co-opted Martin Luther King's legacy. Like, that's how fucking untouchable MLK yeah. is. You can use him to mean any fucking thing now. You know, um, so like I was just kind of overwhelmed, man, and I felt kind of ashamed, man, that I had ever even thought that way about Jesse because somebody had to be the first black voice of the media age that spoke about black shit. Like somebody yeah. had to be it, and did was it was he charismatic at the time? Yes, you know what I mean. Was he, like he's directly influenced everything that we see now on TV involving blackness, like. Uh, even to an extent, Obama. So when, you know, when I thought about that clip of him talking about cutting off Obama's nuts, and I, used, I remember being so angry when I saw that shit, uh, when Obama was running for office. But, like, in hindsight, I'm like, but I get why you mad. Like, it, without you, there is no Obama. Without you winning that South Carolina state in that primary, there is no Obama in 2008. Right. Like, like you had to be killed first for him to live later. And, um, you know, you like what them tar and feathering him and slandering him reminded me so much of what they're doing to Trayvon, like Trayvon getting Jesse right now, you know, like th- this is yeah. a tried and true tactic. And as black people, uh, liberals, Democrats, whoever, we have let that happen to Jesse. Like, we sat back and was like, wait a minute, dog, you got a baby out of wedlock? 
Yo, fuck them civil rights you was marching for and them stones and them fucking water hoses and shit. Yeah, you know, now these conservatives about to get in your ass and I ain't going to be here for that shit. You ain't dragging me down with you. So, um, and I'm not saying he's perfect. That That's actually not the point. The point is, I know he's in, imperfect, but so were other people. But we have let it stick to Jesse because we're just like, yo, man, fuck that nigga. Like, what yeah, they got to you, do with us? You know what, though, Rod, it really didn't help that he always looked like a catfish that crawled out of a really murky swamp. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> Max, you know he's got that catfish face, dog. Yo, but, but, he, but, he, but he was getting hosed, though. I mean, be honest. He was getting hey, hosed. Money, power, that. respect. It's exactly. Alive. Big, you ain't like Big was handsome. You know what I'm saying? No. Jay-Z ain't handsome. Um, like, it's like Big was a handsome man, but we always talking about Jay-Z camel face. Why? Because he alive, yo. Cause he lived. Big said, "Hard drive never black and ugly as ever." Yeah, However, I call think himself the, the black side. Brad Pitt and the black JFK. I think Jay Z just get on people's nerves, man. Yeah, but what about <laughs> Jesse? He don't get on people's nerves now. Oh, I was just comparing him to Big. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's easier <laughs> yeah, to not get. It's right. easier to not get on someone's nerves when you dead. That's one way to look at it. It's much easier. <laughs> To not bother people when your ass is dead, yo. So, so like, I'm thinking about this shit, man, and I was thinking about the whole Trayvon thing, and I was thinking, like, I was looking at my TV, man, and there were so many black voices talking about Trayvon, yo. And it kind of yeah. was, it was like an empowering feeling and a sad feeling because so many of the voices had to speak out to make white people care about this one dead team, you know? Uh, yeah. But... Though that legacy is also Jesse Jackson's legacy. You know, like we can't take that away from him because you may find him annoying or whatever, or because, you know, he may look like a catfish. Like that <laughs> that that legacy is his too, dude. Like, um, you know, I'm turning on, I'm seeing Melissa Harris Perry, I'm seeing uh they got Elon James on there, they got uh, you know, like uh you know, uh even uh old Ascot wearing Roland Martin was on there, like all these motherfuckers kinda owe a debt to this man even though so many of us wrote him off man and it was just like i don't know man this moment like uh i felt great shame i felt great pride i don't know why i was feeling so much man I, it must have been that just good nap yo it was a really I good nap told you yeah, naps are the bomb but i don't know man. you kept feelings over that shit man for real so J- jesse did that so hopefully you won't have to go through that exactly Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, and and this is um I I actually read the post. It's actually a good post. And I went back and I read and I really had just thought about some of the things that Roderick uh w- was saying and I feel like this there's always somebody that has to be sacrificed for the greater cause. Um and sometimes people have a tendency to overlook that and they have a tendency to go, Well, it's history, that's the past Okay, the freedoms and the rights that you have now, the right that you can tweak, the right that you do have a voice, the right that you do have some of the freedoms that you have, I feel like Jesse played a part. And I feel as though, especially uh, now with the media, he played a great part. Him and Al Shopton, because prior to that, whenever people organized, guess what? They had to travel from city to city to city to city. Now you got a blog post and millions of people will will hear yeah, it. Like and maybe see it. the mistake is that he wanted to be that black leader or he was at least uh, thrust into that role as far as um, 
whenever some black shit happened, they had to go get Jesse. They had to go get Al. But even in that, he created us like people that have blogs, people that have uh, that go on TV, people that are you know he created even even the opposition to him was created by him because without him there's no need for it to go get another black person to fill that role so even the negative shit like herman cain is 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 a response to the fact that they don't need a black jesse jackson if there is no jesse jackson yeah i feel black a republican jesse jackson but um and see here's the thing i think one of the things that's kind of overlooked about jesse and al both is that, you know how people are like, oh, Jesse and Al just showed yeah. up to something, right? You know that mentality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mere fact that that mentality exists is a testament to how much work that they've done. Right. Because before it was like, thank God they showed up. Maybe something will happen. And now it's like, oh, they just showed up again. Because we have gotten far enough they do to the so much where work. there's some shit we can accomplish without them. So we're like, all right, well, we got our own shit now. Y'all can go sit down somewhere and retire. But, like, like at this again, point, I don't even. At this point, Mike, I don't even think it's them. It's just what they represent. Like, yeah. If Jesse, well, right. if Jesse shows up, that also means the people who hate Jesse show up. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, Al shows true. up, so like while Trayvon Martin issue when it was actually just you know a lot of this was pushed by independent black media, dude. <laughs> yes, it yeah, was. Definitely. Like this is why that shit just stayed around long enough to where somebody was like, "What the fuck are these niggas mad about on Twitter?" Yes, and then it became right. something on MSNBC, mm-hmm. and then something on CNN, and eventually something on Fox News. Um, and right. and a lot of that shit had to happen by us having voices, and the reason that we've learned to speak we've learned to have these voices and to use them and to, to utilize them uh, a lot of that is from these dudes man and um i don't know man it's like i felt like i owed jesse an apology to an extent man like like damn dog i'd usually i have dismissed you because i have let people do what they did to trayvon martin to you yeah yeah you know you show up yeah, yeah well what about when he was wrong about the duke stripper Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. What about that baby he had out of the way? Like, yeah, I guess you're right, man. Well, one time he said New York was homie town. And I was like, Trill says that all the time. And, I, you know, but for some reason. Yo, Trill don't do no anti-Semitic shit, dude. Trill, Trill way too savvy. Trill grew up in New York. <laughs> but, um, you know, but anyway, man, my, my point being, yo, like, so anyway, I, I said all that to get back to Mike's earlier point. Like, you sounded a little exasperated, like, damn, we still got to talk about Trayvon. The people still on this shit. Yes. Yes, nigga, we got yeah, to. It's not that we, that I, like, mind talking about it. It's just, yeah. like, the fact that there's more shit coming talk, out. Like, okay, right. If we yes. were talking about the same talking points more, I'd be all for that. Right. So the fact that people still keep fucking this up worse than it's already been fucked up is exasperating. <laughs> right. It is yes. exasperating, man. It's but th- it's our duty, I think, um, to like. I completely agree with you. Yeah, to do but, what Trill yeah. did. Um, you know, to come on the podcast and to talk about the fact that, uh, you know, Geraldo apologized for saying that the hoodie was as responsible for Trayvon Martin's death as George Zimmerman, which, uh, right. which is, Wait. uh, Crazy! Wait, I hadn't heard that. Oh yeah, that's well, right. oh y'all hadn't heard that. I saw something that seemed like I saw a headline that indicated that Geraldo was in support of everything. I was like, oh, okay, cool, Geraldo, because I mean, it's something I just skimmed over. Yeah. And then I saw people like, fuck Geraldo Rivera, and I was like, whoa, apparently I misread that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he he's, I, I trilled. Were you gonna say something about it too? Nah, I just, I just, I forgot about that joke for a second. That was. 
Oh. Torre is just sad, man. Like, <clears throat> like he's. I had to. He, he makes me throw on my black intellectual cap, man. Now it's, tell uh, tell everybody what he wrote first before you talk about you know why. Oh, he, he, he wrote, me either. He wrote a um. Uh, it was um. It was like a survival guide. It was like how how to talk to your children about being black in America or how to survive being black, and um. It, it started off well enough, actually. It was like um. You know. Being a black male is a is a potentially fatal um, thing. You know, it's a fatal condition. And I was like, okay, look at Teray. He's getting a little bit like militant here. Like, yo, why don't we recognize that these these boys are being hunted here? You know. But then by the end, he was saying some weird stuff. And it, it, it's like Teray's always trying to make concessions to all sides, so so everyone likes him. And on one hand, he's like, yeah, look, man, period, it's foul. Why are we why are black males discriminated against? Why is why are white people acting this way? And then he turns around and he's like, Maybe it's time for us to make some allowances to racism. And that phrase really uh, didn't sit well with me. What? Yeah, yeah, and, I read it too. Yeah. And he, he was essentially like don't I don't know if he said don't dress certain ways, but I think he was like, Look, if you see someone harassing you, walk away, run or um, if someone looks suspicious, he was basically saying profile profilers. Right. Like it's bad enough that that uh, as black males we already got to deal with people profiling us. Now he wants us to go the extra step. I'm I'm already thrown off my day by looking at someone looking at me. Now I'm trying to profile them too. It doesn't even make sense. Profiling is wrong and it doesn't work. So nope. why would he even encourage us to profile profilers? It's like yo, I think you might be profiling me, man. <laughs> right. I'm, so I'm going to walk away. So I had to throw on my, my black intellectual hat and get my Iron Mike Dyson, my Henry Truist Gates, my Cornell Beast, my W.E.B. DeBess, my, my James All We Do Is Ball Win. I had to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I, had to, I had to write something about it because, um, because my, my podcast teammate, Nick, um, who is white, and knows Teray, he sent me that. He forwarded me the article, and he said, I have some weird thoughts about this, but I wanted to run this by you because I wanted to know what you think on, on, on this matter. And so I wrote him an email back, and he was like, you know what? I would publish that shit. He's like, I published that before I published the Teray piece. So I was like, you know what? Let, let's put it up on the site and see if it gets some traction. Because, uh, I mean, when you when you read the, our popular voices, and, and the same way, Rod, you were talking about Jesse Jackson and how people got frustrated with him. Yeah. I think the problem is when someone becomes the dominant voice in right. the media and and then it gets frustrating because there's not enough variety. We all know how varied and rich black opinions are that, yeah. that rarely can you capture it in one figure. And Ture is starting to get that kind of heat in a different way because for some reason they've trotted him out as the black pundit, as a, as a racial expert. Right. And I just right. feel like this analysis is so lacking. It's, and it's so far removed from, um, from most black people I know and what they think is so off. So, um, you know, I just wanted to talk about that and kind of give a different perspective. And I just caught a flashback to when um, uh, Chi sent me this thing from his ex-girlfriend. She was talking about Ture and she was talking about how he doesn't speak for all black people because he, he, she was like, listen, man, he's telling everybody to dress safe and look safe. But at the same time, why are you up on the air with that amoeba-shaped fro? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, man. Like, um, and even, even to Ray, in his, to his own extent, is creating 
a, another onslaught of sensible blackness that is responding you know like that yeah. inspired you to and i think your piece is something more people will learn from maybe more people won't see it but in time i think the uh overbearing thoughts of many people blogging podcasting doing whatever i think we can make a difference man and i, I wouldn't do the show if i didn't think that yes so. and, and also i think too it's very frustrating when there are so many voices so many voices but a lot of the voices that are really speaking the truth and fighting the fight and really in the everyday trenches, nobody pays attention. It's almost like they go get the person that says the most outlandish things and put a microphone in their face and go, well, you represent all black people. And you go, yeah. no, they do not represent everybody. Yeah. And to, like I said, I, when I looked at, I want, I want to, I want to say, man, I don't know if you guys watch the news that much, but that's changing. Like, to an extent, that has changed. There's a dichotomy of blackness on TV now. At least what I was watching. You know, it was panels with four and five black people. You know what I mean? It was that is like, legitimately excellent. Because, I, I mean, I don't watch TV very often because I'm only home like four hours a day. Yeah. But that is encouraging for sure. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, uh, it's probably because there's so many black issues going on at this moment. Yes. But even still, it used to be a time right. where they were discussing black issues and we wasn't there ain't that the truth so like i i like this shit dog i i I enjoy it man and um i don't know man i feel like some credit gotta be given but um you know we can still slander jesse and shit i mean he does look like a catfish and it is funny so don't ever (laughs) don't ever lose sight of that shit but um can we talk about some sports real quick man we can trill you you know you have a sports podcast Mike, I'm not sure how closely you follow sports because Brandon and them never really talk about it on the show. I follow football and soccer extremely closely, not so much basketball and none of baseball at all. Well, this is sad because I got bas- basketball thoughts. So I got to run uh, my I mean, I, Feel free to share your thoughts. I talk about basketball all the time, but because I don't really play basketball and I don't know basketball as a sport that well, mm-hmm. people will be like, yo, man, why are you talking about that? Your opinion sucks, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But just don't pay attention to me. Like, I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> feel free. Uh, all right. Well, um, I want to talk about Kobe Bryant. Okay. All right. Uh, I think he's one of my top five to six favorite players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of course, rounding out the list, Anthony Morrow at number one. Okay. Yes. Uh, I actually moved up in the list, LeBron James. Because, right. because of the Heat uh, photo that they took of... Uh, advocating that uh you know there was no justice in this trevon martin case uh i think that takes a lot because i did not think that nigga had that in him to be quite honest because that is a political statement whether he knew it or not i know it's so when he did that shit i was like "Ooh, republicans buy jordans too wait a minute did i just say that you know <laughs> yes you did michael jordan <laughs> well, um, so i was like you know what man i moved him back up into the top five man uh of course uh so but he's not number two number two is stack jack you know, yes, the trillist, the, I, uh, Stephen Jackson. Yes, the, I was hurt when he left oh, Charlotte, but yeah, he had to go. Though. The initial, <laughs> the initial mentor to my cousin, uh, the best three point shooter in the NBA after that white dude. Um, it, uh, so you know, I definitely had to give him his uh, props. Plus, you know, he's so trill. Um, yes, he is. I think yeah. he actually invented trill uh, where he's yeah. from. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Anybody want to contest that fact? No. No. <laughs> I will take I your word for that. <laughs> Yo, Steven Jackson, the only nigga in the NBA that shot at people and got away with it. Like no, <laughs> no suspicion or nothing, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. That's my nigga. Um, hey, and what's that tattoo he had? It was like the the hands were praying, but they had a gun on they them. Had a gun. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> he got praying and strapped on his arm or something. Yes, Steven Jackson. And he got a and he got a mixtape. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck with him if you want to. I said that again. So hard, motherfuckers do find me. Stack Jacks is Stack Jack is no game. And he got a crit beat on there. He got Scarface and Bun B on that shit. It's not a fucking game, no, people. It's not. He's rocking hard. Oh, that is incredible. If y'all, said, your girl want to kick it? No Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I played that song a lot of times, man. Uh-huh. Hey, if y'all, hey, if y'all ever want to do an album review on Where's My Forty Acres for that mixtape, y'all that let me know. Accepted, man. Already, yeah. Because I've listened to it. I've listened to it enough. So, um, yeah, and then uh, Boris Diaz in my top five. Yes, um, I like him too. People don't understand that fat man game, dude. Y'all sleep on it if y'all want to. Ah! But there's nothing better in basketball than that good, some good fat man basketball, dog. That shit is entertaining when it's inept and it's entertaining when it's good too. <laughs> um, um, but uh, anyway, then like, and then Kobe's probably number five, right? Um, so I was noticing, man, this trend that people keep wanting Kobe to reinvent his game at 33. And that shit is not happening, man. It's just like, I think, I think we just like have decided that either we like or don't like him now. Yep. And it's so we just gonna dry. we just gonna keep saying the same shit like it's gonna happen. But no, it's not. I guess my question because I always hear um, and people say stuff like, "Yo, man, Kobe, old, he need to stop shooting so much and let Andrew Bottom and Paul Gasol take over. The, you know the scoring and, and all this word, shit. Word, run, you, run the offense you, through you, them. You, you remember when they did that? Word. You you, you remember when he said y'all shoot shit? Word. Am I the only one that was paying attention at them fucking games? Well, I, I just want to say this, man. What is the right amount of shots for Kobe Bryant? No one knows. That's my question, man. I'm asking y'all. Oh yeah, my, few fewer than um, Bynum and Gasol combined is the right right amount of shots for Kobe Bryant these days. Okay, like if he could get it down to about like nineteen. Mm-hmm. And let them maybe combine to shoot twenty five. Mm-hmm. I think they'd be a little bit better. Okay, all right, because that like that's my question is what is the number? I mean, not that it has any chance in hell of happening, Mm-mm. but no, it I, doesn't. I just don't 50, think that's 50, 50 shots. Fifty, you say fifty shots? Yeah. Okay, Mike. Um. So, so like, I guess my my thing is this though: what makes people think that Andrew Bonham and Paul Gasol are prepared to shoot that much? Say that again. Oh, that that three pointer that Bonham took the other night pretty much let you know he's prepared. He's prepared to do a lot of shit now, man. <laughs> oh, it's because like I'm thinking about this, right, Trill? And now you follow the Lakers and shit, right? I'm thinking about this. Number one, Paul Gasol has never shot more than 14 shots a game mm-hmm. in his fucking career, even when he was the man, quote unquote, in Memphis on those teams that made the playoffs but never really did much. So. Like one, I, I'm not taking that nigga serious as y'all. And, and, like I think people have overrated Paul Gasol and Andrew Bonham because they don't like Kobe. Um, yeah. The other thing is, 
Andrew Bottom is like that chick at your job that keeps calling out on disability every fucking year. But then she ah. want to come back to the office and run shit. Like, how about you do a full season, partner? How about that before I turn over the fucking keys to you? Huh? When your knee was fucking broke and we was over here winning without your ass, it was all good, right? It was all, but now, oh, I'm young. I'm trying to get this contract on and shit. Oh, I'm supposed to move over, Kobe. No, nigga, your name is not on the side of the fucking building, dog. And I completely ah. get that. It, the thing about Kobe that I think most people don't get, he does respect people that will go ham. Yes, not that he does. If you look at the only teammates he's ever really fucking coexisted with, it's people that just like took what they wanted, dog. Like mm-hmm. the thing with Kobe that is different is he ain't really the type of dude to be like, don't shoot it. He's the kind of dude to be like, give it to me. And there's a yes. difference. Right. Yes. There's a difference. It's a slight difference, but there's a difference. Because I've watched dudes play with Kobe for years and shoot terrible shots and he ain't give no fucks. Sasha Vujacic, I'm looking at you, dog. Ah! I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, but Kobe, Kobe used to love them Euros for some reason, man. It's like he didn't take them seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, he used though, to like Medvedenko too. <laughs> yo, but he also liked Derek Fisher. Yeah, he loved Derek Fisher. Derek yeah, Fisher, too. old unathletic ass, yo. Like he, the people that he don't like is people that don't have that much confidence. He is not a guy who gives you confidence. No, but he respects confidence. Yes, he, he, he didn't, does. He didn't have no problems playing with Shannon Brown. At all. Shannon Brown shot some of the worst threes mm-hmm. I have ever seen in my life, man. I was ah! like, the fuck are you doing, dog? Slow it down. And he was like, Yo, nope. but that's that's what Kobe smiles like a proud father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I taught you that. That's he got <laughs> that double team 48-footer. <laughs> like, get better at it. Like, he, that type of, he that type of leader. I'm not saying that's the best type of leader. Yeah. It's obviously, you He's know. like, go out, go out there. I hope you don't get shot. But go on out there, buddy. Like, but you look at the niggas that he's cool with. It's like, I watched Ron Artest shoot some horrible shots at the end of the game. And Kobe would dab that shit up. And I'm like, why dab that one? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's so many hey, shots. Did, did you see? Did you see Ron? Did you see Metal World Peace when Bynum shot that three? <laughs> nah, what he do? He, Bynum shot that three, and Gasol turned around after it missed, like shocked and disgust. Kobe just started walking down the floor. Mike Brown was disgusted. Ron Artest threw his arms up immediately, like it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love me Serrano Artest. Player who would have that reaction? He, he was looking for the pass. Bottom didn't pass it. Bottom took a three, and Artest didn't even blink. He threw those arms up like, "Yup, got it." I love that dude. Cash him out. You can't hate. You can't hate Ron Artest. No. My favorite player in the NBA. You can't yes. hate him. It's imp- he's unhateable, dude. No. If you don't hate, if you I, hate Ron Artest, you love something wrong with you. Show, straight up. Yeah, you hate America. You yeah, we can't be friends. No, dog. we can't. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, man, that was my thing with Kobe, man. I, nobody like Kobe is like Robin Hood running up on Little John. You know what I'm saying? Ah! Like unless you Little John and you prepared to fight this nigga okay. for that basketball. And I don't mean like, I don't mean that Little John. I'm talking about Little John in the Robin Hood story, the one that oh my bad, wrong, him, wrong Robin Hood. Yeah, they fought like in the in the in the creek and Robin, Robin Hood Rich knocked his, to the poor. Yeah, that's yeah. the sheriff. Yeah, uh, Little John's the one who got knocked into the water because he wouldn't make, he wouldn't let Robin Hood pass. So Robin Hood was like, "Nah, fuck that, son. You going in that drink?" And then Little John followed him. He was like, "Oh shit, man! You knocked me into the water. Nobody else did it. Uh, I'll I'll join you." And that's that's kind of the thing that Kobe is, man. You gotta like fucking beat the boss to be the boss, dog. Yes. And I don't think Bonham or Gasol got the heart. That's all. Me 
they just got to prove it to me. That's all. That's I wanna it. See. I want to see them step up in crunch time. I want to see them do some things. That it's not that it's impossible, but I remember them seasons when Kobe didn't shoot as much and went down. They lost. They lost them games. Y'all ever been to a Lakers game in person? I've been no. to the Staples Center, but not to the Lakers game. Okay, I went to. We went to one Lakers game mm-hmm. where Kobe was on the team. Yes, and Gasol was on the team, and they lost to the fucking Bobcats. Yes, was, they did. They were trying to run the offense through Paul Gasol, and Paul is just not that. He ain't built for no bodies, man. Mm-mm. He is not. Nah, the, not at all. Like Kobe threw it to the post, and this nigga. Did, this nigga didn't jump to get the ball in the post, nope. so it went out of bounds. And the look of disgust on Kobe's, Kobe's face. face. Like, nigga, I knew Phil, I, I knew passed like, it to you. It, well, it was like, nigga, I knew Phil was wrong about tonight. When he said you had the mismatch, I knew it when we got off the fucking plane, dog. And I and I didn't go with my gut instinct and go ham tonight. And we we're gonna lose to the fucking Bobcats, dog. <laughs> Who suck? And I love the Bobcats. Go yeah, Bobcats! And we beat them niggas too, by the way. <laughs> and we beat them every time we played them that season. That's gonna be the and, sad part. Yo, and, <laughs> and felt and felt was checking Kobe. And Kobe, you know, he had like. Four or five turnovers fucking with Paul Gasol in the first half. Yes, he did. And so he came out the third quarter and hit about 18 straight. Like, yes, y'all get this nigga off me. And I was dying, yo. Because, uh, you know, Paul Gasol is so overrated. Same thing with Bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, Bottom make it through an 82-game season. I'm with you, Trill. I just want you to know that. Um, the other thing <laughs> is uh, NCAA motherfuckers declaring going to, uh, going to the NBA now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yo, man, what? Why does everybody lose focus of why you should leave college? Like this is the this is the time of year where every fan turns into like, not my team. You know what I mean? Like you like, yo, man, I think Austin Rivers gone. No, I don't know why his daddy got money. So what the fuck? Don't you think (laughs) he want money too? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I I I completely agree with this, and I'm a college football. I'm a college fan. To an extent, not hardcore. Most college fans are stupid. Yeah. And the reason why I say they're stupid is for the fact that they think that that player is supposed to be there all four years. They're going to get a degree. You know, they they the colleges and universities have paint this pretty picture, and it's unrealistic. Just like you go to school for money, they play for money. Their job is <laughs> is to make money. The whole four years, I have a long year to drive in not yeah. to mention the college experience for athlete is not the same as my experience. It's no, it's not. And people will no. take people will take only the uh, like, and, and people will readily admit like the good parts of college life for athletes. And I'm not even going to get into the you know waking up at five a.m. and all that. Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to get into that part. But the part I do want to get into is so many fans are jealous of these kids. It's like. Well, look, man, they're just partying. They're like superstars on campus. You don't got to pay for shit, blah, blah, blah. So then why is four years of that going to make them a better human being? Right. If you're conceding that they're fucking all the chicks they want, they're getting all this free shit, there's, you know, somehow somebody's always taking care of them, how how are you going to then turn around and be like, but you need to be here four years because it'll make you a better human being? That shit won't make you entitled, dog. Not not only that, the problem I have with it is that people can give you shit. They can't give them shit. NCAA want to come and crack down. Yeah, you know it's it's not the same. They they work this like a job. Yeah, so, I, I, I I think Trill, you played ball in school, right? Or at least uh, to some level. 
Yeah, I played ball up up until college, and then uh, played just a little bit before I had my back surgery. Um, but uh, I don't. I, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a difficult issue for me to talk about because it's it's so upsetting to hear people talk about it. They're completely uninformed. Usually, their criticism comes from a place of ignorance and jealousy, and that's really a toxic mix. Yeah. And um and obviously these people are angry at, at some of these kids, some of whom are really impoverished, getting two hundred bucks for sneakers. Or, and even sometimes they try to spit it, and they're like, "I only gave them." a uh, hundred dollars for grocery money i'm like well that's probably a lot too you probably gave him some spending money so he can yeah. look fresh and you know take his girl out but there's nothing wrong with that i know people who, you know go to college and their parents buy them lexus suvs they didn't even get a summer right. job for that shit we ain't gonna be mad at that are we we don't right. judge that shit um but these these kids it's what, what they're doing is these universities are perpetrating a fraud if you want to be angry at someone be angry at the university they're bringing in plenty of students who some who can't even read or write and pretending to give them an academic scholarship, knowing yeah. damn well a lot of these students don't even, there's no way they can take advantage of this academic scholarship. Yep. They're not so even they're looking at them as students. Yeah. No, but they're, no. Mad at the, they're mad at the players. They're not mad at the school ever. Right. They're never mad at the system. They're always mad at 18 and 19 year old kids who are coming to the campus to go practice like 17,000 hours a week right. and playing games and entertain them. Because they get to smoke weed every once in a while, which many college students do, and they get to have sex with women. You know, it's just it's the most insane thing ever. Yes, because yep. I, and I personally think that, and we've talked, to, me and Roger talked about it before. It's easier to blame a child than it is to blame an institution. Because guess what? You are, are part of the institution, and if you say this institution and this setup is fucked up, then I'm fucked up for supporting it, and you yep. will never get the fans right. to admit that I support bullshit. Exactly. Um, the other thing about it too, man, like when people say stuff like, "Well, his." Like, even Trill just kind of says, a lot of these kids come from impoverished backgrounds, right? <clears throat> and that's one of the reasons people use to justify if a kid goes pro. You know, they'll be like, well, you know, he's come from a poor background. His mother needs surgery, so he's going pro. And and, and that guy, I understand. You got to go. Um, I understand why all of them go, dog. Everybody. You know what rich people like and rich people kids like? Money. 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 More money. Like, who the fuck don't like... Like, people act like no. Austin Rivers being Doc Rivers' son means that he can go buy a Murcielago tomorrow and shit. Right. That's, that's not how it works. It's still daddy's money. And you ain't really shit in daddy's house. Like, it's not like he can kick open the front door, turn on his TV, all blast up his radio to the highest and listen to that crit, do a couple of lines of blow on the table while two white girls blow him in, in the full-blown living room. He can't just do that. He got to get his own money to do that shit. Say that again. So it doesn't, like, they keep on Well, why didn't he stay? His parents are doctors. Because he want his money. He don't give a fuck about their money. Right. My parents have decent money, but I don't have to, I don't, I, I was never as a kid like, yeah, man, let me go get me some uh, Jordans. No. Right? Pops was not down with that shit. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, 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 dad, and, and, I, you just got paid, Dad. You mind if we go get, you mind if we go get some throwback jerseys? Get the fuck out of my face. I know it's so. <laughs> and, and, and maybe I, and maybe it's just me. I'm like, you know what? You get to a certain age where you like, I want my own shit. Right. No matter how rich and famous your parents are, no matter how much they've accomplished, you like, you know what? I got to have my own shit. Matter of fact, when they're that rich, 
one way to get their respect possibly sometimes the only way to get their respect is to get your own shit shit. that's the truth so i don't know man i don't even buy the whole like well they're so poor nigga if i was rich i would still take the nba money the fuck is wrong with you of course i would (laughs) the fuck is wrong with that anyway yo your job gives you a promotion right right and you get you get a raise and then they're like hey rod we had this extra raise laying around but you know, all your bills are paid for. You got enough money. You got you go you soundproof your, your guest room for the studio for the podcast. Yeah. But I mean, when you got some extra money laying around, you don't want this to be. You like, get the fuck out of my face. Give me that check right now. Yeah, exactly. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. Let me put this extra money away. No, go mm-hmm. get that shit too. Oh man. Oh, well, only well, you know. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. If Trey. they had any real criticism. Um, because it reeks of like condescension and almost like a plantation slave master mentality, whatever. The guy's like, yo, you know, I really want to get on with my life and get my freedom, master. No, well, I, I sure do like you dancing for me, though. Can't you dance? Don't you enjoy dancing for one more Here's year? Here's your shoes, boy. You know, it's, it, is really, it really does strike those chords when we're talking about so many uh, minority kids, too. Right. You know, and not to mention, like real concern, man. Show some real concern for Austin Rivers. Right. Ask the real questions, like why did he move an average-looking bum white chick to Durham to go to community college and stay with her? You are a freshman at one of the top schools in the nation, and your father's rich. Why are you dating some rundown, uh, fake pog uh, who goes to community college, and you go to Duke? And what? Come on, dog. Step and the game up. Well, isn't that a question? I've been to Duke, and there's some talent at Duke that you should be taking advantage of. Well, first, well of, first of all, it could be love. Number one. Number two, isn't that a question? Right. Isn't that a question for Doc Rivers? Because that sounds like insufficient daddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> he got that from yeah. his pops, yo. I'm a, I, I actually Doc, need to check. Doc should have done a jelly bean Brian on him. He should have been <laughs> like, nope, nope, you're not marrying that. <laughs> That's not. But uh, happened. That's not why we came this far. Not for this. It's not she's in community college, you said? <laughs> well, you know, it's sad, though, because that's... Daddy uh, with standards. First of all, that's a great Doc Rivers impersonation. Uh, second of all, it's sad because um, I think that's required for entrance into Duke. So I don't even know that that was his fault. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Lehigh. Um, all right, man. We we got uh, articles to run through, man. I'm sorry we talked so long about blackness, but white people, y'all had a bad week, man. We had to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> so the first article I want to talk about, and uh, don't forget, guys, here we play a game on the Black Guy with Tips called yes. Guess the Race. Yes. Of course, you're free to play along in the chat room. Our guests will be playing the game uh, if they opt to, um, where we read articles and then we allow the audience and the guests to Guess the race of the people involved in the article. Gentlemen, Ooh. are you ready to start playing? Yeah, I'm ready. All okay. right. The the first one is uh pretty fucked up. Uh-oh. As all the articles will be today. A man is accused of killing and dismembering a friend in his bedroom. Oh. What the fuck? Yes, right. Don't forget, playing Guess the Race. There's a lot of clues coming in the articles. Okay. This happened in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. So you're going with white. Going with white for Mike. All right. right He he rang in early on that. As soon as he heard Tacoma. I know know Tacoma, man. Tacoma is. I know. I need to hear more of the story, man. There might be some subtle clues. Yeah, he was like, he's like those people on Wheel of Fortune. I mean, uh, um, what the fuck is the one with the letters? Family Feud, where he hits it in real quick. (laughs) 
It's like, what do ladies wear? Uh, thongs. Uh, what do, what do ladies want in the car with them? Anyway, um, it is thongs. Yeah, and thongs is correct. You, you want. Um, anyways, he was accused of killing and dismembering his his friend. Uh, prosecutors charged 27 year old Tacoma, a 27 year old Tacoma man Monday with a bizarre and gruesome homicide in which the victim was dismembered and stored in bags. Police were called, uh, to John Jones Jr.'s home, JJJ. Uh, on Tacoma Avenue South in March 21st, when his mother, who lives with him, noticed a foul odor coming from his room. Oh. So, oh. M- mother lives with 27-year-old. I think that means 27-year-old lives with mom. I, think I know it's yeah, so. That's so. what that means. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> yeah. to play that off. <laughs> like, was he able to write this this article? Was he trying to still get the ladies? Uh, when, <laughs> my mom stayed with me at her house. <laughs> When, <laughs> when Jones' mother entered his room, she discovered a di- the dismembered body of a man that was later identified as Wayne Williams, fifty-four years old. What he was doing in Come that room, I don't I'm know. A, who has friends literally twice their age like that? <laughs> wait, right. wait, but how, why has got to be so much alliteration? Why we got John Jones Jr. and Wayne Williams? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um. She entered Jones' bedroom and discovered a dead body laying on the floor on top of a mattress. Oh. The head, the head and legs were in separate bags, presumably for disposal. Jesus. Yeah, she walked in. He's like, get out, Mom! <laughs> I'm busy! Um, I'm cleaning up my room, like you said. When police arrested Jones, he claimed he did not know how Williams died in his bedroom, but suggested Williams owed people money and may have been killed by a local gang such as the Crips or the Bloods. Oh, yep. Blame the black people. I'm changing my vote to black. To black? Okay. Jones said he and Williams... I ain't have a vote yet, so go ahead. Yeah, you didn't have to change that. Uh, Jones said he and Williams regularly hung out and did drugs together. Investigators said Williams died from strangulation in Jones' room March 18th or 19th and was dismembered post-mortem with a handsaw over the course of several hours. According to... According to... Yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, I just said he was right. That's fucked up. He ain't got no job, right? He, he, He... I don't Doing know. drugs at his mama's house and chopping up bodies, and she has no idea what's happening. Just remember, guess the race. According to Lindquist, it is believed Jones is the only person who, who accessed the bedroom during the time of the crime. The defendant suggested that he could have been asleep in the bedroom while the victim was murdered and dismembered. <laughs> I was asleep. I didn't even know. I didn't hear the chainsaw rumbling. <laughs> he slept on a couch in the living room Tuesday night rather than his bedroom with the dismembered body. <laughs> Uh, oh. so uh, Trill says black. Mike says white. white. Sticking with white, Mike. I'm sticking with white, sir. All right, All let right. me go check the chat room. Um, Gouda gobbler, which means uh, cheese eater. Indeed. Horse dick jacker. White. Wow. Dexter Morgan. White. White all day. Melanin deficient. The correct answer. Black. God damn it. Only I, Trill Mazeroski got it right. I was yes, surprised. Sir. And his hair looks like he need a relaxer. First of all, the clues to this should have been 27 living at home, doing drugs mm. in his mama's house. That 
But see, I know white people like that. I know a 27-year-old white dude who lives with his mom and does drugs all the time. Well, I'm only giving the black clues. And I also, uh, shout out to, uh, Rick, uh, (laughs) underscore Mav underscore Rick on Twitter, because this dude looks like Rick with a perm. Yes. Oh, no, you got to send me a picture. I'll, 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 I'll send it to you in Skype, yo. Hey, he got the his Danny Brown hairstyle. over his head. <laughs> he got, yes, he did not He got some. the Danny Brown, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I, saw this, I saw this picture when I was looking up the articles for the show. I was like, oh, that nigga look like Rick with a perm. <laughs> like a, that's right now. Young Rick with a perm, dog. Save that link. <laughs> oh, this, this, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good some good some good light skin yeah. slander there sorry fellas um <laughs> shelly lynn and i actually don't have a picture for this one and for the ones we don't have a picture mm-hmm. we actually use karen <laughs> as, as the our, ultimate racial authority yeah she is the racial authority <laughs> she tells us uh what race the person is uh in case we uh we can't figure it out. Now, I will try to Google image her and stuff in a second, but let me read the article. We're still playing Guess the Race, guys. Um, Shelly Lynn, a former prostitute and employee of the Las Vegas Chicken Ranch Brothel. Don't know, if, don't know if chicken is a clue or not. I don't know a race. <laughs> yeah. uh, has, chicken and ranch. Chicken and ranch. <laughs> or as they call that it on... Be the clue right there. As they call it on a hot fire starter, <laughs> nigga sauce. oh those guys are so good man um she uh uh, she has claimed in a federal court complaint that mcdonald's played a role in Uh her in her becoming a sex worker Uh oh (laughs) hoeing for hoeing for hot jacks (laughs) hoeing for fries yeah uh lynn is suing mcdonald's along with her ex-husband and his company, Ivernia, which owned the local McDonald's franchise where Lynn was employed as a cashier 20 years ago. Uh, Hart- Handley, emotionally, psychologically, that's her boyfriend, Handley, um, coerced Lynn into prostitution in part because McDonald's paid her minimum wage, offered a poor health care plan and no benefits and no system of filing grievances against employer- employers who b- abused their power, according to the complaint. All of those factors allowed Hanley, her employer, uh, when the two began dating, to unjustly terminate her employment and browbeat her into sex work. Who is browbeating into sex work? You get beaten into sex work. Sounds more like browbeating into sex work. Right. <laughs> like he was just real mean and shit. <laughs> like <laughs> you get out there and you better get out there and suck those dicks. I'm not playing. I- <laughs> it's a nasty ass Big Mac girl. Go out there and make me money for a whopper. Like, how you gonna nag somebody into being a prostitute? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you know you need to get this money. Stop playing. <laughs> Damn. I've never been nagged into a fucking phone call, much less fuck, like fucking something for money. Yeah, why are you fucking around? Jeez. He was beating uh, <laughs> that hoe with Drake's eyebrows, dog. <laughs> He was brow beating a pie. The worst kind of brow beating. Um, she, she got paper cuts from that shit. So McDonald's did not return calls for comment. Of like, course. Like Ronald was going to pick up the phone and shit. Right, this is Ronald McDonald's. Can I help you? 
so uh mcdonald's failed to properly supervise and train hanley as a direct result of which hanley used his position as an employer and conspired with the corporation ivernia to coerce and bribe two of ivernia's employees to make st- false statements against lynn during hanley's dissolution and to suppress relevant evidence he had disclosed about himself Hanley also engaged in pimping operations out of McDonald's franchises he owned. Oh, shit. They- yeah. Now, I'm glad we had Trill on here because he actually monitored in pimping operations in college. So pimping I- for McFlurries? Oh, yeah, shit. QSP, the Quiet Society of Pimps. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Well, I need to have you on Pimps Up, Pimps Up, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lynn is suing uh, M- McDonald's for lost wages. Well, that's what, $20, $30? As well as a number ah, of damages. Yes. Like, they could give her that out of their pocket. Like, hold on, let me open up the register. How much was it? Three years? Okay, here's $30. Uh, according to consumerists, uh, according uh, according to the career and workplace review site Glassdoor, the average hourly pay at McDonald's is $7.64 an hour, <gasps> around $15,000 a year. In comparison, Taco Bell paid an average of seven eighty three per hour. Wendy's paid seven sixty six per hour, and Burger King paid eight dollars per hour, which is why their fries are so bad. Yes, Lynn's ordeal occurred over two decades ago. Well, shit, <laughs> twenty years yeah, ago. Statute limitations on some shit like that, man. Yeah, right, and what was minimum wage twenty years ago? Like she might Five, be like, three dollars, two dollars. No, it's that like twenty nine cents an hour. Minimum wage. <laughs> <Right. laughs> They pay you. We were raised in 1982. Is what we're what we're looking for. The worst part is when they do pay. I guess. The worst part is when Mm -hmm. they when the worst part is when they do pay her. You know they're gonna have to take all her meals out of that too. So. Ah. Um, Let's see. And a uniform. Right. Yeah, your uniform. Yep. But economic forces continue to plunge women into sex related work today. MSNBC reports employers across the adult entertainment industry have seen an influx of applicants from young women who say they turned to stripping or dancing because they couldn't find a job in the field for which they were educated. Well, I thought that they were stripping and dancing so they could get through school. Damn. Right. Yes, I've seen people do that before. So they get through school and then they can't find a job and then they're doing porn? Man, that was, Obama's economy, dog. Well, that actually is a reason to keep voting for him because some of these chicks, man. Thank, <laughs> thank you, brother. You got my vote. That uh, welcome to Obamaville. Yeah, but see, the people that that's what, that's what for Obama, Obama aren't the people that would be interested in these new porn developments in the first place. That's I, the problem. Oh, don't sleep, man. It's the white people too, dog. Just uh. All you got to do is be, all he needs to do is do an ad, a campaign ad where he's just showing different porn stars and be like, don't you want her to get a job for real? Vote Obama. <laughs> I keep him, I keep him, I keep him broke. Um, you're seeing a whole lot more beautiful women who are eligible to do so many things, says Gus Polos, the general manager of New York Sin City Gentleman Club. <laughs> Ah, sin city. He just sound, on top of it. Yo, he just sound like such a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine him talking to me? Yeah. Uh, you calling the Sin City's gentleman club? How 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 can I help you? What you you want to talk to one of my bitches? Hold on. Yeah, a lot of these women doing something strange for some for a little change. Yes, they are. Um, the type of dude. One of them type of dudes just like giggles after you say shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like uh, they say they say something serious and then do that high pitch giggle and shit. <laughs> I had to, like that, like like that's one thing about parents. Like they say some of those fucked up shit. Like they'll say something like about domestic violence and then laugh. Like they'll be like, you know, I said you gotta have my money. I had to comb that bitch's head back. <laughs> like nigga, that's not funny. <laughs> you just talk about beat a woman in the fucking street, nigga. <laughs> that's not no man shit chris brown um let's see so uh basically man it said that the job opportunities decreasing as forced thousands of young women into sex work in portugal which has nothing to do with this article um nothing whatsoever. like the last three paragraphs of this article have nothing to do with the top anyway shelly lynn guess the race what do y'all think definitely okay. white white she's in vegas um her name is shelly mm-hmm. so she has to be white Okay, so we got two whites, two whites. See the chat room. Chat room. Are you guys prepared to play Guess the Race? Let's see what you guys say. Uh, Feta Fornicator. That that's cheese eater of some type. Asian. Ooh, Asian. I like that. It's going off the board. White, white. Lynn. Hmm. So he's thinking about Eskimo. Okay. Oh, I see what I see what he did there. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw what he was going. Hit with, he hit him with the insanity. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. said Asian. Uh, that's what that's low. <laughs> Canadian Asian. Um, the correct answer is white. white. A white yeah. woman. She was. Of course. That was Lynn. Man, if your middle name is Lynn, and your first name isn't like fucking Coretta or some shit like that, then you, you have to be white. Yeah, extremely that's white. Extremely white. So um, these Vegas brothels really ain't hiring that many black women, man. Right. They want blonde haired, like big titty toes and shit. So I'm assuming that's what she is. Um Sacramento and the Sac B. A man judging out for the location alone. Go ahead, sorry, my bad. Now this this was gonna oh, this was gonna be tough, guys. I hope you got your thinking caps on, all right? Okay. All right. A man in a sombrero. Oh, oh snap! Wearing boxing gloves. A, a boxing glove. One boxing glove. Ah, one. <laughs> jumps onto a Sacramento cop car and shouts his name. I already know what this is. Oh, you already own it. You already know the race. Oh, I could do. I could already hit the buzzer on on the Family Feud joint. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we we gonna have to get us a sound, baby. Whenever they get the answer right. Yeah, a man was arrested after he jumped on the hood of a police car and shouted his name. This dude is black for seven different reasons already. <laughs> so you got black. Uh, a Sacramento police said an officer was sitting in a patrol car. On Noralto neighborhood at about 1 a.m. Uh, this morning, when a police, wa- when, I mean, when a man walked up and leaped upon the hood of the vehicle, he then yelled his own name and jumped down and ran away. Ah, <laughs> he told him who he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. was, was that Roscoe Jenkins? Was that his name? Um, he then, uh, let's see, the jumper was easy to search for because he was described as wearing a dark, puffy jacket. A sombrero and a boxing glove on one hand. His name was Jesse James Thomas. 55. 55 years old. Now, you know, like, the other way they could have found him, too, is he said his name. Like, he was He sounded like he just wanted to stay in jail for the night. (laughs) He was like, It's cold as shit out here. How can I get arrested? Yeah. 
Uh, they found him lying in the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wanted to get arrested. <laughs> Thomas was arrested for suspicion of being drunk in public. Guess the race. Trill has said black. What about you, Mike? What have you, sir? Uh, Jesse James, man. That sounds like some, some white naming conventions right there. <laughs> right, Jesse James Thomas. Uh, yeah, but Jesse is also, I mean, you know, we know about black people named Jesse, because we've touched on that subject already. And Thomas is one of those last names that can go either way. So, um, I think I'm going to take the safe bet here and go with Japanese. Japanese, ooh, okay. wow, going off the mm. board, going off the nah, board. I'm, I'm bullshitting. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go ahead and go black for sure on this one. Okay, going I'm black. Go Jesse James, All right. a brother. Checking here it says Church's Chicken Eater, <laughs> American Deli Eater. Um, he's in sack. He's a Kool Aid drinking Niagara. Uh, that's a different way to spell oh. it. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> N Y A G G E R Nyaga. Nyaga. And he uh let's see, uh he's black, coon, moon cricket, and oh, moon cricket. Wait, what is where is this coming from? The, the chat, chat room. room. <laughs> yeah, wait, who you got in your chat room all of a sudden Stormfront? Right. Yeah, these dudes are always here like this stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't even think I can ask the chat room when Elon James and them come on Sunday. I think I gotta do that shit off the board, dog. They can't know what's going on in here. <laughs> Um, we, we might make Eldra melt. Yeah, the correct answer was black. So yes, uh, true. Of course, is black. Man. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I mean, on one boxing glove. Right. Yeah, one boxing glove. Um, the a, sombrero. He trying to uh, recreate left my wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got left my wallet in El Segundo. They was like Jesse. What you drive so fast for? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, all right. This next one is actually oh, is actually we have a video for this one. Um, oh no! But uh, I'll play the clip for you guys. Eyesore is turning their street into a parade route, and for all the wrong reasons. Karen Grace is live with a story you'll see only on Ken's Five. Karen. Sarah and Jeff, good evening to you both. So this man's truck is stolen. What does he do? He tags his own home to spread the message, and his neighbors say he should have kept it clean. And I just uh, speak my mind. Most people keep it in. Not only does Daryl McLean speak his mind. Anyone who drives by his home. Yo, yo, I love me a good old, I'm going to curse in front of the news camera because I don't give a fuck moment. I love that. Wow, man. Can see what he's thinking. Did you say you tagged your own house? Yes, I did. Tagged and with the words to the mother F dot 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 that stole my truck, you are a dead man. And what do you mean by you're a dead man? I would just like to have my stuff. <laughs> yo, he, yo, yo, he didn't answer. He just froze. Moving on. He was like, if I say this, y'all gonna arrest me. Yeah, he's like, cops might see this, yo. I just want my shit back. Yep. <laughs> Some of it needs a little interpretation, like two K N Q A, two thousand dollars, no questions asked. But the oh, cash that reward isn't the cause of all the rubbernecking. It's opening their eyes up, and lots of cars either stop or they slow down and read it or back up. A lot of thumbs up. But it's a thumbs down. From neighbor Roy Patty. What is wrong with the guy across the street? 
So what do you do? And this is like a parade route. Everybody comes by. I take pride in my house. I'd never come home and do something like that because I was mad. Children shouldn't be uh, able to read something like that. That's the reason I didn't kind of spell everything out. Code compliance told me I was not doing a thing wrong. Well, the city says he's not breaking any laws. Technically, he did not curse, and he didn't threaten anyone specifically. Reporting live from downtown San Antonio. All right, guys. Ah! Guess the race. Yes, guess the oh, race. Now, this one is actually tough, so I'm, you got to give me an extra second on this Okay, one, right? uh, you want to go first, There's a Mike? lot of facts. Yes. Um, I'm going to pull a note out of the chat room playbook mm -hmm. and go with, uh, Havarti Helper for this one. Havarti <laughs> Helper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, now, Trill, you want me to go to the chat room before you guess? No, I think I, 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 now my voice recognition software in my mind is telling me that's definitely a white guy. And also, right, I think a black guy. Yeah, a black guy, I think, would have probably, the sheriff would have found a way to arrest him for that graffiti. I'm <laughs> saying white. <laughs> right, okay. So we got two whites. Let's see, the chat room has Ghost Chaser, which I believe is white. <laughs> 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 uh, K9, like K9 Kisser, Tornado Chaser, X Gang Contestant, <laughs> Lassie Lover. Uh, you guys are all right. It's, it was a white man. Yes. Only a white man oh. can get that upset over his property. Oh, and he <laughs> was hot, too. He, he defaced his own house for that fucking truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of defacing property, this isn't Guess the Race, but did y'all guys know that Tiger Woods' three mistresses are coming out with a new adult film? Wow. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Three of them. Vivid Entertainment's newest movie, Three Mistresses, Notorious Tales of the World's Greatest Golfer Stars, Devin James, Jocelyn James, and Holly Sampson. Uh, guess the race. Three. Three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tiger. Three. <laughs> three acclaimed adult actresses who made national headlines as being mistresses of Tiger Woods. Uh, War-winning director B. Scow brings the women together for an in-depth question-and-answer session which generates explicit discussions and on-screen demonstrations of what intercourse was like with Tiger, followed by pornographic reenactments. Here's my question, right? Um, <laughs> why, is, why is mentioning the director in a porn film ever done? Like People are like, man... I really um, appreciate his cinematography so much. I can't wait to see what other features and, he has. And, 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 I, and, I, and I've learned this from Roderick, who is a connoisseur. Mm -hmm. There's certain directors that fucking suck. Exactly. So I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like you, uh, well, then see, I've been enlightened. I yeah. literally do not. Know I mean, I mean, all I mean literally, like ass and titties and yeah, literally, just, literally uh, there's there's some point because it's like it's certain porn that I hate. And if I see somebody and I go, I watch that nigga shit, and I know I can't watch it, and I just won't yeah. watch that directly. Google that uh, Yellow Boy Productions, DJ Yellow, who turned into a, a porn star. I mean, a porn like, director. Like NWA DJ Yellow? Uh, yeah, just go ahead. No, not that. I don't think it's the same DJ Yellow. I don't know. Anyway, look that shit up, dog. He's, You'll see. He's, All right. He's horrible. Okay. Like, once you, see about, once you see about a two-minute shot of a dude's face... Um, you'll be like, I need to know this director's name, so I will never, ever, ever, 
ever get this shit again. Ever. Okay, I feel you coming from. Me, I yeah, think. I learned more out of uh, anger, not 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 positivity. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like why the fuck you keep showing a bag of this nigga's balls, man? I don't need a close up of this shit. Who is this? Who did this? <laughs> Who wrote this? Who directed this? Yeah, you start asking questions. I'm done with you. Um. So yeah, man, they they gonna put your boy Tiger out there on the streets, man. They gonna show how he was fucking and talk, take questions and answers. I just want to know if that thing about having a black dick is gonna show up. No, I just Come on, I, man. I, I, that's gotta I, show up, dog. I I just have a question: is uh, is he gonna split a sub with them on screen? Right? <laughs> just gonna, like, are they gonna reenact everything? Yeah, they gonna, get the five dollar foot. He gonna show up with that table chicken wrap. Like yo, half eight. Let's go have on this chicken wrap, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Why are you gonna be meeting them while they wait waitressing his showies and shit? Yes. <laughs> Down at the local Applebee's, <laughs> sitting in the Whopper House, looking at him. Yeah, girl. I like the way you fry them hey, eggs. You, you know what though? <laughs> and it, this is this is a hundred percent true. I was talking to my friend out here in California. He didn't know any of the details of the Tiger Woods scandal. And he was like, he was getting mad. He was like, why do people care about his personal life? Like, what's the big deal? So I sat him down and I showed him the text messages. And the last week he's been like talking to me every once in a while. He'd be like, I can't look at him the same. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is the truth, man. That shit is the truth, dude. You gotta, you gotta see it for yourself, man. That, oh God. But oh, yeah, man. Shout out gonna, to the Morning Jones, man. Oh, they are going to be fucking. <laughs> like they gonna be doing Q and A and then showing how he fucked them, dog. <laughs> like that's oh, so- you think they gonna have a uh, Tiger Woods lookalike? Right, I need like oh. Delvin Weed to play Tiger Woods and shit. You, you think he gonna come right. in? You think he'll come in off oh, of this pussy? I need my nine nine girl. <laughs> 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 I'm going for the long shots. And let me oh, put this in man. your sand trap. <laughs> Pull out my wedge real quick. Yes. But yes, yeah, girl, I, I, I knocked the ball in the rough. You gotta help me get it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to. You, looks like you need to trim up some of this rough on your course here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I definitely need to see that shit. Be animal abusers behind bars after an undercover sting operation. Maricopa County Sheriff's deputies say married couple Shane and Sarah Walker, along with their friend Robert Auker, posted an ad on Craigslist looking for a dog they could have a sexual encounter with. But the person. Oh, yeah. I heard about this year. That's right. Remember, we're still playing Guess the Race. Yes, yeah, still playing. Who answered their ad offering this pup was actually an undercover detective. When the suspect showed up to meet the dog, they were arrested. And tonight, Sheriff Joe Arpaio says it's yet another example of Craigslist providing a forum for criminals to conspire. Using the uh, website for this type of, or the Craigslist for this type of uh, activity is kind of sickening when you really look at it deputies arrested two other people in a similar craigslist sting last year the suspects in this case are all facing felony charges of conspiring to commit bestiality they made the first appearances in court mm. today you know what's sad my- is they don't even look that bad go ahead trill you're playing mind games dog like you, you're like i'm gonna make this so obvious that these people are white that trill is gonna <laughs> be like i don't know because it's too obvious but now nah, I'm, I'm not thrown off the scent so to speak. <laughs> These people couldn't be more white. Okay. Well, is it because... They might be part Latino or some shit, but they definitely ain't black. Now, is part of this because uh, when they get wet and stuff, 
Is that what you, why you said the scent? <laughs> that what you was trying to, you trying to the some, smell of the dog? Throw some slanders in there. Wow. You know the That's sad, a- the saddest part about this story is that the dog used to work at McDonald's and uh, <laughs> it was it was browbeaten to this lifestyle. Mike, what uh, what race do you think the offenders were? Um, the woman who's okay, the the the, the couple are named Phil and Shane. And there is only one type of woman named Shane, and that type of woman is a white woman. And you don't see too many black Phil's. I know a black Phil, like literally one of all the people that I know. So, and there's a fucking dog. Huh? (laughs) Uncle Phil. (laughs) I know Uncle Phil personally. I know of Uncle Phil, but I know personally a, a Philip who is black, and there's only one of them that I personally know. But yeah, of course, shout out to Uncle Phil. But no, um... They gotta be white, man. There's no, there's no other way around this. It's okay. Black. All right. Yeah, I got in the chat room white. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'll fall for the okie dokie white. Gonzalo, <laughs> Gorgonzola gobblers. Oh lord. <laughs> uh, correct answer is white for everyone playing yes. guess the race at home. Correct answer white. Yes, it is. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, we got a few more articles out of here. Let's see here. Uh, Pasco man. No video for this one. Actually, I don't, can we even play Guess the Race? All right, we have to get Karen to be the person. <laughs> you can search the name. Uh, a Pasco man is in jail for calling 911 because his wife wouldn't leave him alone. Am I right? Up top, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they do. Um, <laughs> uh, David, I'm wait, I'm sorry. Doyle. That's a big clue for guess the oh, race. Yeah, Doyle. Sure Doyle. <laughs> God damn. End of the movie. Doyle <laughs> Doyle Hardwick yeah, found wow. <laughs> found himself back at the Lando Lakes jail this month. This time for sixty days. Wait, hold on. He, he, he was in a jail made of butter. Hold yeah. On. <laughs> okay, I thought it was all the way going butter. <laughs> they would only keep a white man in a jail full of butter. <laughs> the black man, we get the jail full of government cheese. Um, so this uh, this time for sixty days, all because he wanted to check his Facebook page in peace. Uh, the trouble began brewing the evening of September twenty fourth as Hardwick plied his wife with beer, hoping she would go to bed. She drank and drank, but didn't feel like going to sleep. So he called nine one one. Caller, and, and which is obvious, yeah, yeah. That's sometimes you gotta do that when she wanna go to sleep. Uh, the caller says him and his wife are sitting next to each other. The nine one one transcript reads: uh, Caller is upset because she won't go to bed. Now they are bickering about who has been drinking. Caller has had four beers. Wife has had eight beers. Mm-hmm. She was drank, hit. She drank his ass under the table, dog. Oh, this uh, this couldn't be more whiter. It just couldn't. <laughs> The caller is upset because she wouldn't let him look at Facebook peacefully. Uh, as Friends was playing in the background, his wife, Julie Hardwick, 54, for waited for the deputy outside the mobile home. In <laughs> the mobile home? God the damn! Home. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's the perfect storm. This, this is the fucking perfect storm. This might be the first ever time I had to call the game early, dude. <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it through this article. They got one more white thing, man. I'm going to stop. Let's see. Come in. Come in, she said to the deputy. He's in here. Doyle Hardwick, Hardwick, 57, 
was still on the phone with 911 when the deputy walked in. Ah, he was pissed. Damn. The house was in order and the Hardwicks were calm. Both smelled of alcohol. The deputy asked the husband to step outside and talk with him. Uh, Dale said he called 911 because he was upset about his wife sitting next to him. I'm sorry, Doyle, not Dale. Next to him and not going to sleep after he gave her beers. It might as well, yo. (laughs) Doyle Earnhardt Jr. His wife was was supposed to go to sleep after he gave her the beers because that was their agreement. That little drink and go to sleep, bitch. Yeah, that didn't sound. I guarantee that agreement didn't come through nicely, you know. Mm-hmm. Bitch, if I give you eight beers, would you at least leave me alone for one fucking minute? Um, he wanted me to make his wife not sit next to him and go to bed like she was supposed to. I just wanted someone to make my wife do what I wanted her to do. But he's gonna call Ike Turner. The fuck. Ah! <laughs> Julie Hardwick called the deputy. Drink the beers, anime. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, her name is Julie too. All right, that's I'm enough. That's you know what? That's enough. I'm calling this one. Right. Yeah, come Just, on. This man. one isn't even fair to white people. I'm sorry, white people. That was my bad. Yeah. My Doyle. Doyle, <laughs> right Doyle Hardwick, Julie Hardwick. Uh-huh. Um, Karen brought this one to my attention. Um, I don't even know if it's guest the race candidate. Well, I guess it is. You guys don't know who her, who she is, but we do. Yes. Um, this conservative uh, lady who does like conservative radio in Charlotte uh, did wrote an article mm-hmm. and talking about how Obama is trying to kiss up to the South to court to cater to get votes. And the graphic she used was a picture of Obama in a sex slave outfit uh, with a butt- bucket of chicken in between his legs. Wait, what? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hot Talk WRNN co-host Tara Savacious included in her post for the Think Tank's blog this week. What is the controversy? All I all I did was show President Obama in chains and drag with a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. What is the controversy? Ah! Mm. Everybody, Man, come on, dog. <laughs> this is one of those like. This is when the code goes too far with like white people want to be racist so bad they pretend to be so oblivious to race that it's you know what i mean so she says everyone loves kentucky fried chicken and look i didn't even think about the racial implications of the picture when i posted it simply because i don't think in those terms word she's so not racist that she's racist (laughs) i didn't know i'm so not racist It's yeah, invisible. I did, I just thought I was, look, I'm very religious and I needed to warm up. So I put the cross on fire in your yard. Now look, I'm not, I don't think in those terms Mm-mm. that it's intimidating to you and your children. I just think it's cold. So, um, ah! yeah, if you want to play guest the race with that one, I don't think you really need to though. Yo, well, you know, these people are so indecent. That's the shit about it. They're just the most indecent people in history. You just you can't get more indecent than a certain type of person. Like I'm not even gonna. I'm not getting into this, man. It's just gonna get, make me angry. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, but but you know what's funny, man? Because um, I see people. A lot of people are like, I'm I'm tired of you know the Trayvon Martin story. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. And I was like, yo, turn on about five minutes of conservative radio. You'll get your energy back. You get it yeah, right back. Did you see the Did you see the renick joint? 
Yep, saw that. Don't renege in 2012. Yeah, did you see the interview with her where she said said it wasn't racist? Because actually, uh, nigger isn't a racial term. It means um, lazy and stupid. And you know and what? They, sh- they showed the dictionary report, and they were like, <laughs> that's not what it means, man. Right. You know what? You know how many times I've heard white people tell me that nigger means, like, somebody who's lazy and ignorant? And I'm like... Uh, yeah. That shit is so I, powerful. I only hear you use the word in one specific context. You know who I blame for that, man? But who? Please let me know so I can go talk to him. In 2012, it's obviously still white people, but yeah. <laughs> but, at, but after them, black people, man. Like, it's, it's a lot of black people that's walking around thinking that's true. And it's fucking not. Ooh. A lot, yeah, yo. There's a, dog, there's so many people. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, man. And there's a lot of people that will quickly be the, you know, nigger doesn't even mean black. That just means, like, anyone could be a nigger. You could be white. I'm like, not in America, dog. No. Nope. <laughs> I would love no. to live in that world, but no. Nope. Yo, that's a, that's a throwback joint. You know who I blame? I blame those little girls on the playgrounds back in the day talking about did you call me a bitch? That's right, I'm a bitch. Because a bitch is a bitch is a, a female dog, and a dog barks and barks from, from a tree. And tree is uh, from nature, and nature was made by God, so it is beautiful. So yes, I'm a bitch. That's what. That's where yes, that and for some comes people, from. I've learned through the Bad Girls Club that high bitch is the new hello. Yeah, bad girls I don't, don't care. That, that's that's actually how they talk. Yes, like they speak. They, like yo, if, if there was a language called bitch. Go ahead. You say you can't fathom what? I just can't fathom the fact that that real people in real life really talk like that to other real human beings in real life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's in his mind, by the way. That's one of the reasons I love that show, though. The first time I was like, you can do that? Me too. Right. Like, <laughs> I think if there was a language they speak, they speak bitch. Yes, that was like, what up, bitch? Hey, bitch, bitch. <laughs> How you doing, bitch? Bitch. What's up, bitch? Bitch in a bitch, bitch, bitch in this house, dog. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here the first time I seen this show? Yeah, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, damn, I'm old. Uh, I have no race for this one, um, but uh, I think a lot of men have uh, had this nightmare. Um, a Staten Island man found a California king snake in his toilet bowl. Oh, uh, yeah! What? I always thought that um, the I dropped one of those once. Oh, you know I'm sure. <laughs> um, you know I, I always thought that there should be a movie. Because, you know, they always had these scary movies. I never really find most scary movies to be scary at all. But yeah, I, always figured, I always figured the scariest movie you could make would literally just be something that comes out of the public toilet. <laughs> and, fucking, <laughs> and fucking, like, messes up your genitals and asshole and goes yeah. back in. There is nothing <laughs> scarier than that, dog. <laughs> And you know what? That's why for me, I turn on the light and I look in the toilet. And I don't have this problem with Roderick because Roderick keeps the toilet seat down. But uh, there's nothing worse than your ass falling in. Yeah. I, well, that's different fear. I'm talking about a scare, the scariest movie ever would be like it could be called Toilet Snake, honestly. Ah! Just, oh, you done gave somebody an idea. That shit would scare I, the I, fuck out of I you. I bet you if I put that on I Netflix. Yeah, I make movies. I'm ready. I'm starting right yeah. here tonight. To- toilet snakes on a motherfucking plane. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't think I can. 
I couldn't the watch that movie. Snakes coming out the fucking toilet on the plane. Did that happen in the movie? I bought it. I need to watch it again. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel I like that might have happened. I don't know, but um. So this what, dude, what is a California king snake anyway, dog? I will tell you because I happen to know this information. A California king snake is one of <clears throat> the most beneficial snakes in the world because they eat other snakes, but they look like one of the most poisonous snakes in the world, that being the coral snake. It has adaptive camouflage. And there's like some, one of those mnemonic rhymes where it's like, you know, beer after liquor fucked up quicker, like one of those things that will tell you the difference between a coral snake, which will kill the shit out of you immediately, and a king snake, which if it bites you, you just got bit by a snake, but it's not poisonous. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I'm still not trying to get bit by a fucking non-poisonous snake, but at least it won't kill you, so. Yeah, it's, That's, you know, yeah. I was way off because the whole time, Rod, as soon as you said California King Snake, I thought the story was about Suge Knight hiding out in the toilet. <laughs> right. Like when I saw, when I, when I, I thought, I was like, did this snake sign the death row? <laughs> you know? Like as soon as I, like I just imagined you open up the toilet and all you hear is that, oh shit. <laughs> back up, nigga, back up. It's the motherfucking King Snake, niggas. It's not a game. Man, if I hear that shit playing in the background and the snake sits up and start talking to me, that that's it. That, that's it. And it eats other snakes. So if your dick is oh, hanging over the toilet, fellas, this oh, is the scariest shit target. ever, dog. Oh, no. I don't got that issue. <laughs> Hell no, man. Okay. How did he die? How did he die? I don't want to go. You don't want to go in there. Um, no. Just um, cover him up. Cover him up. Yeah, so, yeah, he was saying he was brushing his teeth. About 6.30 in the morning, he looked down in the bowl and saw a California king snake staring back at him. He grabbed a bottle of Clorox Greenworks and began spraying the snake. Oh, shit. Nigga, stop being a bitch. <laughs> You gotta hit a snake with so you just gonna spray it like it's gonna be like, oh my bad, wrong home. Well, I'm glad. I hope that never happened to me because that motherfucker can have the house. Cause <laughs> my ass is leaving. <laughs> uh, that's not the point. He ended up calling the building. He ended up calling the building superintendent Karen Ginko, who didn't buy his story. So that means he got. That means a woman thought he was a bitch when he called her too. Yep. It's a snake in my bathroom. Uh-huh. Um, what did you do, sir? Did you get rid of it? I sprayed it with Clorox. Oh, like a little bitch, huh? Well, I guess I'll do it. A woman has to do everything around here. Uh, I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was joking, but it was for real. It was like a scene out of a cartoon. It was hysterical. Hysterical? Oh, okay. <laughs> they called a plumber to wrestle the four-foot snake out of the bowl. They don't call animal control. Ain't that an animal control issue? I don't know, man. Uh, what'd you say? What'd you say, uh, Mike? Oh, I said they they called a plumber, and then I said who presumably was like, "Fuck that shit!" I'm not the phone. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Motorbooter don't pay me enough for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I grabbed the piece that was sticking out and pulled on him gently, and he wasn't going nowhere. Said Kenneth Rosenthal uh, of One Eight Hundred Claude. <laughs> response service group <laughs> I pulled a little more and I kept a steady pull on him and it kept coming out I said when is this thing going to end I was already about two and a half feet of, of him out 
Damn. A tug of war between man and snake lasted about 30 minutes. Oh, shit. That's a big ass snake, son. It was Four dedicated feet. to that shit. After a little struggle trying to get him out, he was quite unhappy and looking to bite. Uh, Rosenthal was able to safely get the snake into a cooler before a neighbor reportedly volunteered to bring the reptile to a sanctuary in Manhattan. Shit. Damn, I yo. couldn't have been that plan. I'm like, y'all niggas better call animal control because yeah, they just play me to fuck with, pl- with pipes. And not pipes from a snake. That snake came up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, ah! he on the east side now, dog. <laughs> um, I know in the sanctuary and shit. <laughs> um, let's see. What I'm being told is that it came somewhere from somewhere within the sewer line. Shout out to Dos Effects. So it had to come from somewhere within the complex. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It was a very exciting mor- morning. We've never had to deal with anything like that before. Uh, could you imagine him going to the sanctuary? I was in the shit. Now I am the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he going to be flossing other, other snakes and shit? Yes. Right. I'm all clean now, bitches. Uh, all right. Let's see. A uh, uh, woman was killed, Uh-oh. which is never Uh-oh. good. When her boyfriend accidentally shot a cannon into their home, guess the race. Those still exist, cannons? Uh, or, I think they got a clip here. Let me see. Wait, Karen, hold up. I can tell you something disturbing Wait, about did, cannons. Did you say where it was? I want to know. Uh, uh, it happened in uh, Portrero. Where is that? I don't know. Uh, I, they got a news clip here. I can I can try to play the clip for you, man. Uh, Let's see if we can uh, cool. get some background on these folks, man, because uh, it sounds pretty foul, man. What kind of cannon was the dog? Uh, <laughs> it was, I don't know. I think I think uh, Hell Rail said uh, he had the cannon on him. Hold on. <laughs> Cannonball came flying through her mobile home while her baby slept nearby. It all oh, happened so in the oh, oh, damn. Well, Sarah that was a good one. Uh well that was that was fun. That was I'm not finishing that one. That shit ended right off the bat, dog. She said a cannonball through a mobile home as the baby slept nearby. White White White. Don't even bother chat room. Save yourself some time. Why? Dude, I'm done. Why? Why are you firing a cannonball just like that's some shit you do? Uh, you know you can buy a desktop cannon that shoots shotguns though. Nah, on the, the internet. Yeah. Wow. And it works. Do, do, do yeah, it that seems like works. it should be illegal, dog. Do, what? That seems like it should be illegal. Uh, it do does you, seem like it should be illegal. I wish it was illegal. Okay, what were we gonna say? Uh, do you think he won her? You think he was like? Far poof! <laughs> Watch out, bitch! Far, no. Oh shit! I hit the house. Um, Daytona, Florida. You know, guys. Oh, there's one thing we have not discussed yet on the show. Lord, rapidness. That's right, and we have to discuss it, or else it's just not a complete day. Uh, let me see how I get this clip to come a up. A burglar first. got quite a surprise when he tried to rob Captain Steamer's Oyster Bar in Volusia County. Police say an employee of the restaurant confronted the burglar with his sword when he wow. broke in. Wow. As soon as the Oh, she, she hit you with the wild? Yo, how are they going to say wild to their own story? 
<laughs> she must be reading that from the prompter going, Wow, I didn't Wow. He's like, man breaks into Applebee's and cuts coffee with a sun. You see him go, God damn, what the fuck? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Florida, man. Yeah, Luckily, Wait, it wasn't. Uh, did break into an oyster bar? Yeah, yes. Captain Steamer's oyster bar. And then Captain Steamer and then pulled out a sword like an old fashioned pirate. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Yeah. It's like he went to Jacobs with four grand. I went with 40,000. Wow. Okay, the man, not killing, man, ain't no black man bigger than no damn oyster bar. Yeah, I think, I think we can safely guess the race of this. Right. Because also, we ain't protecting nobody else's property wow. with no fucking as sword. As soon as the burglar saw Absolutely it, not. He begged the man not to kill him, but when the worker called 911, the burglar hit him with a tire iron, all kinds of weapons here. Wow. And tried to steal the sword. It didn't work though. And police got there. And- I got to go back on this, yo. That's deadly wilding on this. Yo, the adlibs ah. on this shit are good. You <laughs> could tell she's reading this for the first time. She was like, "Y'all niggas did not prepare and, me." For yo, this. and Pete, and Pete, the homie that's the co-anchor, yo, listen to this shit. Right, as soon there as the burglar saw it. He begged the man not to kill him, but when the worker called 911, the burglar hit him with a tire iron, all kinds of weapons here, and tried to steal the sword. It didn't work, though, and police got there in time to arrest the burglar. (laughs) I wish I could bottle that ad lib up and just keep it with me all the time. You know what? They they both sound like this was a last-minute story that they slid on their desk right before they was about to go home for the night. Yeah. Wow. God damn. Uh, all right, man. Well, that's been guess the race. Um, I'm assuming that last one's white. Sorry. Um, the only thing that made me might I would have changed my mind is when he got hit with that tire iron. That sounds like some black shit to do. Yes, it sure does. <laughs> and take this with you. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, man, the guest today have been Trill. Uh, he's at Trill underscore Mazeroski from Filling the Lanes podcast. You can find him fillingthelanes.net. Um, check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, I think they're on Podomatic also, Filling the Lanes. Excellent podcast, very funny. Yes, it is. Um, very informative and, uh, just, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I always enjoy it. I listened to the latest one today, man, and, uh, th- th- they were killing it as always. Um, and of course, Where's My 40 Acres? Uh, my man Mike, aka at Silent X Media. Yep, yep. Make sure you guys are checking them out. Uh, they're also on Stitcher and Podomatic and iTunes and all that stuff. Yes, they are. Um, a great hip hop podcast. Also, very funny. They are. Um, today's show was brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. They got box sets. You buy them, you get free shit. Order one box set, you get a, uh, you get a short film. You order two, you get a free copy of a feature film. You order three, and you get any two movies you want, including Dirt Cheap Therapy, which Karen and I are in. Yes, we are. Um, so since you're listening to one of the hottest shows on Stitcher Radio, why don't y'all also take advantage of this hot deal and get 50% off of whatever type of assortment of items you need. Yes, share it with your friends, your family members. From uh, Adam's, uh, adamandeve.com. Uh, and also use the code TBGWT at checkout. Um, you can call our show 704-557-0186. Email us the blackoutists at gmail.com. Don't forget to donate your account.com slash TBGWT, um, to donate your account so we can, uh, help promote this through social media. Um, we still need comments. We still need iTunes reviews. We still need, uh, all that good stuff. Vote in the polls. 
all that great stuff that you guys have been doing. Thank you for continuing to spread the word, people. Uh, it's really helping. Um, it's really making the show more and more popular. And we really can't, uh, really can't thank our fans enough, man. So, um, and thank you to the, to the guests. Thanks both of you guys for being here, man. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, man. Well, until next time, love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Peace. Uh huh, yeah. Uh. Uh huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Now, what y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? Dipping in the bins with the spoilers On the low from the Jake and the Taurus Trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace Yeah, living the raw deal Three-course meal Spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal But still, everything's real in the field And what you can't have now, leave when you will But don't knock me for trying to bury Seven zeros over in Rio de Janeiro Ain't nobody's hero, but I want to be heard On your hot nine-seven every day, that's my word Swimming in women with they own condominiums, five plus fives, who drive millenniums, it's all about the Benjamins, what, I get a 50 pound bag of oof for the mutts, five carrots on my hands with the cuts, and something I European cranked out with the clutch, nigga, drinking more liquor, driving a bro bigger, I'm with most sippers, watched by gold diggers, rocking bajor denims with gold zippers, lost your touch, we kept owls, popping crystals, freaking the three quarter reptiles, enormous cream, forest Green, binge Jeep for my team. So while you sleep, I'm a scheme. You see through, so why nobody never gonna believe you. You should do what we do, stack chips like. Don't let the melody intrigue you, cause I'll leave you. I'm only here for that green paper with the I'm strictly trying to cop those colossal size Picassos and have poppy chip coke outside those gastos. The end up with cash flowing like Sosa and the Latin chick transporting in a chocha. Stampeding over pop modes, never sober. Flexing Range Rovers, dealing weight by Minnesota. Avoiding arcs with camcorders and Chevy Novas. Stash in the building with this chick named Alona from Daytona. When I was young, I want the boner, but now. I only hit chicks who win beauty passions Tricking and taking me skin at the Aspens Uh, gangster mint house Stay popping crystal Pack a black pistol and an act coupe that's dark brown Pinky ringing, gondolas with the man singing Italian music down the river with your chick clinging To my bizzles, play you mad fools Act a hard when you as pussy as RuPaul's Why you ride mine? I'm a good fella, kind of late.
nasty ladies in the states. Puffy, hold me down, baby. Only female in my crew, and I kick shit like a uh, nigga do. Uh, with the trigger uh, to uh, fuck you. I've been had skills, crystal still, hot bills in Brazil. About a mill of ice grill, make it hard to figure me. Liquor be kicking me, in my asshole, undercover. Dolly grass cold, that's my East Coast girl, the Bentley, the twirl. My West Coast shorty, push the chrome 740, rock red man and naughty. Oh, with my kitty cat, half a brick a day In the bra with her titties at And I'm living that whole life we push weight uh-huh. Fuck the state, pen, fuck holes in Penn State Listen close, it's Francis, the praying mantis Attack with the map, my left hand spit, right hand